0: Welcome to
2: Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. As always, I'm your co-host, Art Stone. And with me, as always, is your co-host, Andy Hart. Hello, (laughs) bunk-funkers!
0: Andy boy, good to see ya. (laughs) Hey, it's nice to be separated from you. (laughs) Andy, it's been...
2: uh, I mean, Andy, I gotta say, this is probably the longest
0: we have ever not seen each other Wow so, in the uh, last 10 years you might be right two whole months without seeing each other that has pretty- been three months jeez it's probably probably some kind of record uh, <laughs> well, th- somebody get Guinness on the phone get Guinness on the phone
2: well Andy you know why else they should get Guinness on the phone is because today's topic, It might break a record for the longest puzzle to ever go unsolved it's got a ways to go but it could get there
0: (laughs) yeah uh this is this is uh this is like a 100,000 piece puzzle of the sky where it's all the same color okay this is yeah there's like a a challenging puzzle uh, yeah, if if you like math,
2: if you like prime numbers, oh, God, if you've been waiting 61 <laughs> episodes for an episode all about prime numbers and what they mean, oh, baby, you are in for a fucking enchilada tonight. <laughs> um, God,
0: Good I've news. been listening 61- to this conspiracy 60- podcast waiting for them to talk about prime numbers. <laughs> 61 is a prime number, so if you've been waiting for it, start masturbating right now. Oh my god! Wow, we didn't even plan that. Mm-hmm. That's uh, that's serendipity.
2: Hey, that's magic, baby. Um, uh, today's episode, without further ado, is Cicada thirty three hundred one. Wow, wow. Um, this episode actually sent into us by our very own arch nemesis, Ian Hamilton. <laughs>
0: Our, so th- thank you, Ian. Our best friend and arch nemesis, Ian Hamilton. That's right. Best friend and arch nemesis. He fills both roles. <laughs> yeah. He's he fills real. both holes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> At the same time. <laughs> I, yeah, he's a magic guy. But we don't ask questions. Um,
2: so thank you to Ian. And if you want to get straight to uh, all the mystery and the, uh, uh Cryptography and puzzle solving that is today's topic. Stegosaurus, look in the sh- stenography. <laughs> Stegosaurus stenography. Stegosaurus <laughs> stenography. Um, you can look in the show notes and uh in the description, today's the episode description, you can find a timestamp. If you follow that timestamp, you will go straight to when the research starts. But first, Andy and I need to catch in with one another. We need to talk about Mr. Bunker and some yeah. other things. We got a few things we got a few things to get off our chests here. We got some itinerary. Yeah. We're on a schedule, uh, maybe. <laughs> so, um, as long time listeners and medium time listeners at this point <laughs> have known. Yeah. We are both still quarantined. Uh it is not we where we live, it is not we are not able to be together. We're separated. We are uh
0: we are like Romeo and Juliet. Yeah. I go out to my balcony every night looking for art. <laughs> and
2: I, I go out to my balcony every night and I look at the moon and I know somewhere out there Andy's looking at the same moon. Wow. Isn't that romantic? Isn't that beautiful? Yeah.
0: We can both see the same naked guy's ass from <laughs> our balconies. <laughs> but we can't see each other. Yeah. There's, there's a, there's a lot of puzzle for you. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Solve that one, <laughs> uh, eggheads. Um, <laughs> but uh, we we haven't been in the bunker for probably almost three months. Um, yeah. So Mr. Bunker has been running around the globe while this pandemic takes place, and as it's the pandemic's chapter is starting to close in certain countries. There's still plenty of places, though, for Mr. Bunker to run around and uh, send us back back postcards to uh, to look at, you know, or to to let us know what he's up to. Yeah. And this
0: week was no different. Well, I guess I shouldn't say that this week was kind of different. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, every week's been a little bit different. This one feels different and it's definitely had a different impact uh, on my life. Um, yeah, I'd say so. Uh, this week, uh, we got a postcard. Uh, Mr. Bunker famously sending these postcards. The uh, image on the postcards is a picture of him. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. This this week was clearly a selfie uh, of yeah. him um, just completely shrouded in darkness. It looks... Yeah, it's just like his two
2: little eyes... You know, like in the cartoons? Yeah. And then it's just, it's all dark.
0: Uh, Mm -hmm. And on the back, uh, he wrote that he, in honor of us doing Cicada 3301, he decided to burrow underground um, like a cicada. Uh, He also decided to do this uh, in honor of the cicadas in the book of Exodus in the Bible, so yeah. he burrowed underground in Egypt. Um, wow! And as I'm as I'm reading this postcard, I get a I get a knock at my door, and there's f- four guys from FedEx there with a with a huge uh, Egyptian sarcophagus. Wow! Yeah, uh, and they're like, "This is a this is a cash on delivery package you got <laughs> from a." Mr. Bunker, uh, it's like a collect call. They bring this thing in and they set it down on my floor. This thing is huge. It's covered in yeah, gold. Yeah, I mean it's, it's a sarcophagus. Dirty. It yeah. wasn't cleaned, yeah. uh, no. and it cost me six thousand uh, dollars in shipping. <laughs> um, so that shit, was an dude. expense that I wasn't expecting. It's and a bit of an expense. I mean, I this sarcophagus, for you. this huge. <laughs> yeah, yeah. somebody like me uh, Naturally <laughs> Exceptionally wealthy um, I of course had that money on hand uh, I always carry at least $58,000 in cash On me um, <laughs> And and now this, I got this I don't know what to do with it, I can't lift it I can't move it uh, I've been eating I've been using it as a coffee table I'm eating pizza rolls off of it at night While everyone <laughs> else is asleep, but like how long can this last? It feels disrespectful. Uh, I think this is Ramsey's the set, the 8th. <laughs> I'm eating on top of his sarcophagus. And he's always looking at rolls. me. Pizza rolls. If Ramsey's the 8th, he's looking at me while I eat oh, pizza rolls. Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I am always... I'm a, I'm a biter on the pizza roll. I don't put the whole thing in my mouth. I like when it, like, s- gooshes out the end. Uh, <laughs> so I'm sitting there, you know, shirt off, these... Uh, lava hot pizza rolls just burn in my chest as they floop out the end. And Ooh. I got Ramsey's the 8th death mask staring at me. <laughs> it's not right. No, not at all, Andy. I, I
2: think what you're doing is not only uh probably a little uh you know uh what's the word? Not
0: I don't know, like insensitive? <laughs> insensitive, yeah. It's also probably illegal. I mean, I'm probably going to go to jail for looting antiquities from Egypt. <laughs> if somebody finds well, out about this. I, probably I never have said expected
2: it. the one <laughs> the one thing they'd finally get you for is <laughs> is dealing in antiquities. <laughs> Looted antiquities, baby. Wow. Yeah, I mean, you can't just, you know, I guess you could like put it up as like a a piece, but I I guess it does make a nice functional piece of furniture. It's probably not very comfortable. It could, I guess, you know, it it is designed to be a bed in a way.
0: (laughs) Yes, for your eternal sleep.
2: Yeah. So, you know, I I guess you could make that argument that it was designed to be a piece of furniture. Yeah, you, you could make that argument. I can't believe
0: he shipped a whole fucking sarcophagus to you. Yeah, how what, did he I mean, even you know? Yeah, I don't even understand the logistics of this. I mean, I don't understand the logistics of a lot of stuff. If I'm being honest with you, but I really don't understand this one. Is how did he get it out of there? I mean, it seems like an operation. It took four FedEx guys to bring it in. Four FedEx guys. I mean, can you believe that? <laughs> yeah. Have you ever seen four FedEx guys together?
2: Have you ever seen four in the same room? Think about <laughs> it.
0: <laughs> There's the real conspiracy. Um well up next I'm, on Mr. That, Bunker's Conspiracy Time. How many FedEx drivers are there really? <laughs> <laughs>
2: what can Brown do for you? <laughs> I'll tell you what it did for
0: my undies. Ooh, uh, boy.
2: boy. Um well that is, I mean, I guess Andy, you know, in a sense, I guess be grateful that he didn't send you it like an IKEA sarcophagus where you would have to put the damn thing together. I mean, can, have you ever tried to put together an Ikea mummy? It's,
0: it's fucking IKEA. impossible. I know. The hardest part is removing the brain through the nostrils. <laughs> bum, yeah. It's okay. You can do that in the bathtub, but man, you really need a, that specialized tool they send in the package. And it's it's a little bit tricky. That diagram's not super <laughs> descriptive on how to get no. the brain out. No. <laughs> no. That, that amorphous blob Ikea person... <laughs> that they
2: have and then instructions uh he they i guess can't uh he, isn't quite that, isn't that, so isn't that
0: one of those where the ikea person is like the whole head is the nose yeah <laughs> basically like the whole the head is formless but has a nose there's no thorax on the ikea person it's just one continuous just everything just connects together there's no bones I had a feeling. I have a feeling that if uh, IKEA was around in the time of the ancient Greeks, that uh, the statue of David would look very much like the IKEA person, the ideal yeah. of beauty. And the Trojan Horse would have definitely
2: fallen apart because they would forget like one fucking screw that yeah. they really needed. <laughs> yeah. Where is the Where is the K screws? I don't see the K screws anywhere.
0: <laughs> Agamemnon. <Ooh. laughs> Um well that was
2: Mr Bunker this week. Um I guess he's burrowed somewhere in Egypt. So if there's any Egyptian listeners out there and you want to go look out in the desert to see where the fuck Mr Bunker's at, try and try and dig in the ground and see where he's at. Be our guest and let us know what you
0: find. Yeah, trust us. Trust us Funkers. He's out there. Don't be like Mr Bunker. Don't be in denial. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Ugh.
2: Anyway, uh, real quick though, Andy, we should check in. This isn't with some you. kind of pyramid
0: scheme. No. I mean, I'm a team player. I'm a raw guy, rah-rah. But uh I mean, he's out there. And if you don't find him, don't come into our inbox crying these crocodile tears. <laughs> Just keep looking. Oh,
2: God.
0: If you can't find him in Egypt, he's probably where a lot of the other stuff is. In the British Museum. <laughs> Take that, British Museum. Hey.
2: <laughs> Taking shots at the British Museum. That's
0: how we do. You know us. We're and bad don't get, boys. Don't start weeping, crying for your mummy. Ugh. God
2: damn it. How many? How many more do you got? Uh, I don't know. Uh, I'll probably stop now. I <laughs> can probably keep going, but I'm gonna stop. All right, you'll think of five more on the way there. Uh, Andy, we need to check in with you on how you're doing during quarantine. And big change for you this week, Andy. Big change for you this week. I heard the big news. Um, you you've started going by the name Scatman. The
0: Scatman, but not for reasons that you think. Yeah. Uh, a lot of uh, yeah. A lot of people think that uh when you call you start calling yourself the Scat Man, that you're gonna, you know, that you're like a jazz singer, that you're gonna start going beep, bop, beep, beep, boop. boop. And I do that because I like to pretend I'm a robot a lot, but it has nothing to do with jazz singing. I call myself the Scat Man because of my animal style stools. I poop these little pellets. The Scat Man.
2: jesus well congratulations andy on your new found uh whatever i guess discovery i don't know yeah your i'll identity, be on uh will episode
0: of america's got talent <laughs> as the scat man i'm sure simon cowell will really enjoy that one yeah he'll need a simon towel at the end of my set i'll tell you what You're going to get those
2: pristine white Baby Gap t-shirts that he wears all Dirty and brown Baby Gap
0: (laughs) What sort of baby would wear that t-shirt How huge is this baby (laughs) That's
2: a buff baby dude This is one massive baby
0: (laughs) That's a big baby (laughs) This baby pumped full of steroids Poor thing
2: Oh god well, speaking of a baby pump full of steroids. Um today's topic Andy is chock
0: full of oh, I can't wait for this. I can't wait for this.
2: <laughs> of speaking puzzles of... on steroids. Speaking of big baby. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. You know, and if you can't figure these and some of these puzzles hurt your brain so much you might cry like a baby.
0: Art's segues are as confusing as
2: the puzzles uh, that we're going to talk about. Listen, some of the times the segues work, other times they're shrouded and encrypted in mystery. You know, they're not always clear what I mean with my segue, you might learn what it means later on, though. You know, the the truth will become clear. And just like today's topic, Andy, Cicada 3301 will become clear to all you bunkfuckers because we're going to give you the whole enchilada on this. If you're into cryptography, if you're into steganogra- steganography, if you're into um, puzzles and mysteries and internet mysteries in particular, um, secret societies, uh, NSA, are any of these buzzwords tickling your gooch? <laughs> you guys remember Tickle My Gooch? Hey, <laughs> hey, Well, regardless... Um, we think this one will not only tickle your gooch, but tickle your brain because um, there's a lot of, we're going to go through how they solved a bulk of the puzzles. Not all of them, but a
0: bulk of them. Um, It's some good stuff. Don't you think? Yeah, yeah, it's good stuff. Uh, I think you're. I think Andy approved. Scamman approved. While most of our uh, episodes are challenging to listen to, this one will give you a real challenge. (laughs) Most of our episodes are challenging to listen to because of the hosts. This one
2: is challenging because of the content.
0: (laughs) Right? Yeah. (laughs) We make we make normally easy to understand content challenging to absorb. So, (laughs) you know, if. Make sure that you're the proper height to get on this ride. Well, this is a particularly uh, fibrous and tough, chewy
2: whole enchilada, but it is a whole enchilada nonetheless, Andy. So let's get right to it. This is Cicada 3301 here on Mr. Bunker's Conspiracy Time Podcast. Scatman! (laughs) Scatman! Well, Bunkfunkers, this is an episode for the real sleuths out there. Arguably one of the most intricate and elaborate scavenger hunts in internet and, dare I say, maybe human history. Mm -hmm. A, A virtual conquest spanning the globe of cryptography and steganography puzzles, some of which remain unsolved today. The identity of these puzzle purveyors has never been uncovered. What was Cicada 3301? What was the meaning behind their search for intelligent minds? And will the answer inevitably be, quote, the real meaning is the friends we made along the way, end quote? Because, God, whenever there's some, like, game or, you know, some sort of lesson or something, the answer is always, it was the friends we made along the way. And that never
0: works for Andy and I because we rarely make friends along the way. Yeah, we don't make friends. We make enemies. That's how you win puzzles. Puzzles are about winning. So if this whole thing ends up being the friends we made along the way, we're in for a bad time. But you bunk funkers aren't in for a bad time. <laughs> no. Because we're going to give you the whole enchilada on Cicada 3301. O oh, to be you... This sweet, sweet listener, sitting patiently at the dinner table, as we fill your mind tummies with the tasty home-cooked whole enchiladas, Art and I painstakingly prepare week after week. Oh, how I envy you. Anywho, here's how today's topic will go. Cicada 3301 was essentially a series of puzzles put out on the internet, the creators of which were supposedly searching for the best and brightest solvers. Thus, we'll tell you the timeline of the story through actually solving the puzzles themselves to the best of our ability. Now, this can be difficult uh, with this being an audio medium and all. A lot of these puzzles are visual, but we'll try our best. All right,
2: let's begin. So Cicada 3301 first burrowed out of the ground on January 5th, 2012, when they posted their first image to 4chan. The Cicada Wiki says it was posted to the X board, which is their, which is 4chan's paranormal board. But most of the other sources say it was the B board, which is their random anything goes board. What is 4chan, you ask? 4chan is an anonymous image message board that you likely have heard of at some point because they've made the news uh, numerous times,
0: (laughs) whether for good or for bad. So many flattering news stories about 4chan. Yeah.
2: Essentially, 4chan is just a forum divided by various topics, you know, standard ones, technology, fitness, TV and film, video games, hentai, you know, standard stuff.
3: Yep,
0: usual stuff.
2: What makes 4chan different from other forums is one, it is based on like posting images to a company text, and two, all users are anonymous. To a degree, some boards actually monitor and display an ID and even a flag of your IP address, uh, of the country or of origin of your IP address, but you could bypass these things. Regardless, by default, you're you, there's no identity. Everyone is anonymous. The B board is, uh, and by B, I literally mean forward slash, the letter B forward slash, is 4chan's random board. It is a very safe, not safe for work board, and literally anything can be posted there. And is. (laughs) The image was of a simple white text on a black background. Here's what it read.
3: Hello. We are looking for highly intelligent individuals. To find them, we have devised a test. There is a message hidden in this image. Find it and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few who will make it all the way through. Good luck. 3301 most
0: people as with everything posted to the b-board kind of disregarded the image as another goofy internet troll or some dumb game after all 4chan's description of the b-board reads quote the stories and information posted here are artistic works of fiction and falsehood only a fool would take anything posted here as fact but still some people bought in people tried a bunch of stuff to find the hidden message in the image Opening it in WinRAR, opening it in Photoshop, and playing with the contrast levels, etc. Eventually, some more well learned cryptographers, uh, that is, those who practice the study uh, and the techniques for solving codes, got word of this little puzzle and figured out they needed to open the image in a text editor like Notepad on Windows computers. Opening the image in a text editor revealed a secret message at the
2: bottom which read VS. Clav Divs Caesar says, quote, mark LXXT uh, greater than symbol 33M2MQKYV2GSQ3Q equals W, uh, right bracket, 02NTK, close quote. (laughs) Beautiful. Classic. This was a bit of a softball puzzle. I mean, that might look like gobbledygook to us, but this was a bit of a softball puzzle for hardcore code crackers, as it was clear they needed to employ a Caesar cipher to solve the jumbled text. Uh, A Caesar cipher is one of the oldest forms of encryption and was actually named after Julius Caesar himself, as he frequently used it to code his private correspondence. You know, like maybe he sent Cleopatra a really saucy, sexy message and he had to encrypt it from spying eyes. Or... Or LOL. What if he sent, Andy, what if he sent a really funny joke? Like, you know, like a joke, like a funny one, only to a select few of the Roman Senate, and he like only wanted, you know, a few of them. And um,
0: so he like encrypted it, you know. Oh damn, that would be super funny. Yeah, Hella funny be dude. Yeah.
2: Caesar ciphers mirror the English alphabet, but it moves every letter. Like over right or left by a certain number, and the same with the symbols on the keyboard. So, in order to crack the cicada's particular Caesar cipher, they just needed to know what number to shift the second alphabet over to solve the clue by, and that number was four, because Claudius was the fourth emperor of Rome. Just like it said, uh, it said clav, "clav divs," which they, you know, took as Claudius, the fourth emperor
0: of Rome. That's right, uh, Claudius Art. Um, uh, pretty, uh, pretty interesting. He was meat in the sandwich between Caligula and Nero. So, uh, Ooh. interesting time to be alive. Um, anyway, <laughs> the jumbled text, once decoded, gave a URL to an image of a duck. That's right, a duck. The picture of the duck was accompanied by this text quote. Whoops. Just a decoy this way. Looks like you can't guess how to get the message out. Well, the cicadas sleuths just couldn't help themselves. If this was just some silly little internet troll, they obviously had some grasp of cryptography and the sleuths kept digging. So they devised from the oddly worded statement, guess how to get the message out, that they needed to use a program called outguess to reveal the hidden message in the image. But what is Outguess, you ask, little bunk funker? Well, I will tell you. I'll tell you that we don't understand how it works. (laughs) But (laughs) Outguess uh, creates a new JPEG image, statistically equivalent to the one given as an input. Essentially, all you need to know is Outguess is a free-to-use stenography program. Uh, Steganography is the practice of concealing information like an image message or file within another image message or file outguess helps you hide messages in images it does this through frequency counts or something or other Uh, listen it's above our pay grade okay we're chads we're not eggheads (laughs) there'll be more info in the show notes on outguess if you're really interested now when the sluice ran the duck image through the Outguest program, it returned a hidden Pastebin URL. The Pastebin site said
2: at the top, quote, here is a book code. To find the book and more information, go to reddit.com forward slash r forward slash A2E7J6IC78H0J. Jeez. Hey Andy that, that that sounds like the name of Elon Musk's next kid.
1: <laughs> That's
2: uh, a good one. Huh? That's a good one. It's a good one. That's a good one. Are people still doing memes about Elon's kids name? I hope so. Am I behind the times? Uh, maybe. Oh god. Am I old now? (laughs) You are. (laughs) Welcome. Oh, God. (laughs) Anywho, along with that Reddit link, it also listed 76 number pairs. Like, uh, for example, what I mean by number pairs is it would have 1 colon 20 or 2 colon 3, 3 colon 5, et cetera, et cetera. 76 of those kinds of pairs. All right. Now we're cooking. So what's this Nito Bobito subreddit have? Well, it had a bunch of jumbled text, kind of like earlier, but the, the subreddit was created by a user named cage throttle us and has 188 threads posted by them. And each thread title had seemingly random jumbles of letters. Here's an example. DJSL space A O L T L Z question mark capital N H. T-A space S-N-W-E space U-A-W-G space L and so on and so forth. Obviously, this kind of has, if you look at it, it has kind of a sentence-like structure. It doesn't just look like a bunch of random things written on a keyboard. It it, it definitely looks like, you know, encryption. It looks like stuff that has punctuation. There's qu- question marks. There's commas. Quotes, um, it just looks like somebody took all the text of something and just jumbled and encrypted the letters. So at the top of the subreddit was a header image with a series of strange dashes and dots. Well, one especially observant sleuth noticed that the header image for the subreddit was actually a bunch of random, random Mayan numerals. Here's what they read. 10, 2, 14, 7, 19, 6, 18, 12, 7, 8, 17, 0, and 19. Well, these numbers weren't exactly random. They show similarity to a string of random letters and numbers within the subreddit's about text area. Here's that string. See if you can find the the similarities between the Mayan numerals I just read and this string that I'm about to read. A, 2, E, 7, J6 IC78H0J7EIEJD0120. Now, if you'd like to look at this, the subreddit is actually still up and you can go and look and see the Mayan numerals and you can go and look and see this long number string. Now, I know this can be tough in audio format, but in your mind's eye, if you line up the Mayan number string on top of that alphabet number soup string <laughs> that I just listed, you'll see that there's a lot of similarities. The twos, the sevens, the eights, they all line up.
0: Could be a coincidence or it could be a clue. And the clue it was. By lining up the Mayan number string with the letter number array in the, sec- in the about section, we can see they match. The next move is to start replacing the letters with the numbers of the Mayan string. So for reference, A is replaced with 10. 2 and 2 match up. E is replaced with 14. And so on. Well, there's only 13 Mayan numerals and 23 characters in the letter number string. So the sleuths decided to continue converting characters to numbers and reset the number list when they ran out. Eventually, we get a string of 23 numbers. 10, 2, 14, 7, 19, 6, 18, 12, 7, 8, 17, 0, 19, 7, 14, 18, 14, 19, 13, 0, 1, 2, 0. This is the first key to solving our book cipher. Remember, <laughs> this was all about a book. But what book? Well, we'll get to that. But first, we need to mention something else included in the about section underneath that long letter number string. It said verify with a colon 7A 35090F. Verify what? Verify that my hopes and dreams are dead? Verify that I'm Scared to be alone with my thoughts? Verify that I can scream like that goat in that one YouTube video? All of that stuff has been verified already. But what is Cicada trying to verify?
2: Oh boy, Andy, you got a lot of demons, huh? Checking. Verified. <laughs> oh boy. Well, the sleuth deduced that this was a verification key for a PGP encrypted message. Oh, boy, what the heck is that? (laughs) Well, PGP stands for pretty good privacy, and it's a method of data encryption. Now, this is not to be confused with Larry David's pretty, pretty, pretty good privacy. (laughs) Let's say you want to send something securely to a friend, you know, like a secret whole enchilada recipe or Mr. Bunker's secret plans to capture Andy and I. You put the info... In a box. And you lock that box. Well, how's your friend supposed to open it? I guess you gotta send your friend the box and the key. Do you send your friend the box and the key? What if a thief intercepts that box? Then they get the box and the key. Then you're fucked. And trust us, you don't want to be fucked.
0: What's in the box?
2: What's in the box?
0: (laughs) (laughs) <laughs>
2: That's not how he said it at all never <gasps> What's in the box? Hey, come on. I got a manager here. So your friend sends you a box with two locks on them. The box can only be locked by a public key and opened only by your friend's personal private key. The public key is literally public, meaning anyone can see it. But the private key is obviously private. Only your friend can open the box. So, you put your message, your recipe, your abduction plans, Gwyneth Paltrow's head, you put those inside the two-lock box. Spoiler alert. And you lock it with the public key. Then you send it back to your friend. If someone intercepts it, well, fucking good tough cookies. They can't open it without the private key. Using certain programs like GNUPG, you can use the verify code to literally verify that any message encrypted by Cicada is actually them. This helps to eliminate all frauds. And this will become very important in the future because Cicada will verify all their correspondence from
0: here on out. Back to Reddit for a moment. On posts 121 and 186, the titles were not a jumbled mess of letters. They read, quote, problems and welcome Respectively. (laughs) LOL. Art. That's how people frequently greet me. Welcome, problems. (laughs) I'm a burden. Anywho, the two posts contained images. Problem was uh, some. Uh, Problems uh, was some kind of uh, a medieval painting or tapestry, which was uh, distorted and arranged in repeating pattern. And and welcome showed a brown outdoor home welcome map. When the images were run through outguests, this hidden message was shown. For problems,
3: the key has always been right in front of your eyes. This isn't a quest for the Holy Grail. Stop making it more difficult than it is. Good luck. 3301. And, for welcome. From here on out, we will cryptographically sign all messages with this key. It is available on the MIT Keys Averse. Key ID 7A35090F, as posted in a 2E7J6IC78H0J. Patience is a virtue. Good luck. 3301.
0: These two messages made Sleuth realize they had all they needed to solve for the keys. That first key we discovered, the 23 numbers, 10, 2, 14, 7, 19, 6, 18, 12, etc. Well, if you take those numbers and convert them into letters using the English alphabet and a scale where A equals 0, then you get this letter string, K C O H T G S. M H I R A T H O S O T N A B C A. Feel like I meant the optometrist. The sleuths took. Wait, what was that? Feel like I meant the optometrist. <laughs> hey, you did
2: good. 2020 vision on that, buddy. <laughs> Thank you. That's
0: true. Andy has never worn glasses. Uh, that's not entirely true, Art. I did have prescription nope. lenses oh. briefly. Oh. I have a slight astigmatism in my right eye. Oh, I didn't know that about you.
2: Mm-hmm. You learn something new every day. Well, I guess I guess we all learned something new about each other today, bunk funkers. Look mm-hmm. at that. Yeah, beautiful. Isn't that nice? Isn't that special? So next, the sleuths took all 188 thread titles, the ones with all that jumbled encrypted text, and combine them all painstakingly into a large collection, like a passage from a book. Hey, book, remember, this is a book cipher. And let me just say this, this is probably the most complex, maybe, of all the ones that we have to talk about. Yeah, but, yeah true. Listen, we're going to get through it. We're going to get through it, right? <laughs> and again, if none of this is making sense, you know, there's there's videos in the show notes that'll help really explain it visually, if you're interested. So, Let's recap before we talk about how we solved this bad boy. We got key number one. That's the 23 numbers that Andy just read. The 10, 2, 14, 7, etc. We have key number two. That's the string of letters that Andy just read. That's, that's taking key one and converting it to the English alphabet. K, C, 0, or O, H, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And we got the thing that we're trying to solve. The giant 23 lines of jumbled text that we got From the Reddit posts. All right, how is this done? Well, I'll tell you, it's a tough, it's a little tough to explain over just audio, but hang with us. You take key number one, the 23 letters, in your mind's eye, line that up over the English alphabet starting with A. So if you lined up A, it would be under the 10, the B would be under 2, C would be under 14, and so on. Then A look at our jumbled text. Let's work with a let's work with a small example here. We'll walk through the first word. The first word in that jumbled text was actually UKBN. All right. So we've got our number string lined up over the English alphabet. Then stick UKBN underneath both of those. Uh, underneath the English alphabet and underneath our 23 number string. Next, count to the left. Count to the left the number on the string, the number string, using the English alphabet from the English alphabet using the jumble as the reference. So let's work through this together. So the first letter is U in UKBN is U. The first number in our number string is 10. So we look at the English alphabet, we find U, and then we count to the left 10 letters, and we get K. Now you just repeat this for the, that massive 23 lines of jumbled text and the entire fucking puzzle and it's you repeat it eventually eventually ukbn will decipher into the word king now do this for the entire fucking puzzle all 23 lines oh baby and hey as a reference our second key k c o h etc you can use this as sort of a guide because this actually shows the first letter of each line. So you can verify that you're on the right track.
0: Art. My brain, no feel good. (laughs) I know you and everyone listening. (laughs) Um, so the whole thing spelled out a passage from the, uh, Mabinogian, uh, I think is how I'm saying it right. Uh, Hey, don't ask me. It's Welsh. Uh, it's the one of the earliest prose stories uh, of the literature of Britain, covering a wide range uh, of topics and and multiple stories. I think it's the Mabinogion.
2: Mab- yeah, it is a very. It's like a very. It's an ancient Welsh book of like I think it's four different stories.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's it, uh, and the one that's of particular interest here was, uh, the Lady of the Fountain, uh, which is a medieval. Welsh romance. <laughs> Saucy. Oh man. Uh you know, Art, I actually remember when this uh this was written. People went nuts for it.
2: Wow, Andy, uh, you've gone from just being old to being a
0: friggin' immortal. See? I am capable of change. Now just tell that to my wife. Oh brother. No respect. I tell you I get no respect at all. <laughs> Anywho, we're not done with this friggin' book cipher yet. <laughs> Holy cow! This is—we're like forty oh, minutes deep in this uh, episode. Uh, remember that original paste bin URL? <laughs> Do you? Can you possibly remember that far back? Uh, remember the seventy-six number sequences written out like one colon twenty, two colon three, three colon five, four colon twenty? Blaze, my dudes! Uh, they correspond <laughs> to line and character count, so. 1 colon 20 is line 1, character 20. Spaces included in the character count. And after you go through all 76 of them, you get this. Call us at telephone number 21439069608. Just like my favorite song. Gertrude, I've got your number. I need to exchange insurance info with you. Gertrude, please pick up the phone. 39096088. 39096088. Man, Art. Tammy Tone Deaf could really rock them, baby. Uh, you can tell. Uh, Whew, that's a jam. <laughs> Three nine zero nine six zero oh, eight eight. Oh man, I'm going to be singing that all night. <laughs> but the <laughs> but calling the cicada number, uh, which is now deactivated, by the way, you would hear this message.
3: Very good. You have done well. There are three prime numbers associated with the original final.jpg image. Three thousand three hundred and one is one of them. You will have to find the other two. Multiply all three of these numbers together and add a dot-com to find the next step. Good luck. Goodbye.
0: So we need three prime numbers. 3301 and two others. Now, just what the heck are prime numbers? This is sounding like some real egghead shit. I'm not going to lie to you, funkers. Prime numbers are numbers greater than one, of which... Are not compo- which are not composed of two smaller numbers. So, like the number five. Great number. Beautiful number. Sexy number. The only way you get a product <laughs> of five is by multiplying five by one. But four, oof, not prime, not sexy. You can get four by multiplying four by one or two by two. Not a USDA prime number. Don't eat it. So... We need two more prime numbers that are somehow associated with that first image posted back on January 5th. Well, it didn't take long for the Cicada Sleuths to figure out that it was the image dimensions. 503 width by 509 height. Multiply 3301 by 503 by 509 and you get 845,145,127. And voila! we have our website URL, finally.
2: Well, when the sleuths got to the site, they were greeted with a countdown and an image of the Cicada logo. Well, once again, these sleuths, they took that Cicada logo off the website and ran it through Outguess, and of course, it returned a message hidden in the code. Here's what it said. You have done well to come this far. Patience is a virtue. Check back at 1700 on Monday, January 9th, 2012 UTC 3301. So they waited. I mean, it's hard to imagine everything we just talked about. The sleuth did in like a couple days. They figured out that old puzzle. So That's,
0: they, they, it, they, they it got there really early and they had to wait. It almost <laughs> took us two days just to talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well,
2: when that countdown had finally ended, the site suddenly changed, the countdown was gone, and it displayed a list of longitude and latitude coordinates, like 52.216802 by 21.018334. But instead of listing out more fucking numbers for you all, here's the cities that those coordinates pointed to. Chino, California, Perkinsville, uh, Australia, or Skinville, or Skinville, Australia? Ah, oh, fuck, I shouldn't have given myself these It's maybe... Names.
0: Erskineville, or it might be Erskineville.
2: Yeah. Fayetteville, uh, Arkansas. Uh, Halawa, Hawaii. Uh, Miami, Florida. New Orleans, Louisiana. Paris, France, of which there were two locations. Seattle, Washington, of which there were three locations. Seoul, South Korea. And Warsaw, Poland. So... The cicada sleuths figured out quick that at each location there was a piece of paper with the cicada logo on it and a QR code, like those ones that you have to scan with your phone. Well, this gave them 14 more clues to solve. Hooray! They love solving. It also started to make the internet sleuths kind of realize maybe this wasn't just one person who loves puzzles screwing with the internet. Maybe this actually was a group or worldwide organization? How else could they coordinate posting these pictures all over the world? Well, the folks who had been feeling this way from the very beginning were starting to feel pretty damn justified after this clue. So the Cicada Solvers coordinated with people all over the world who went and tracked down each location and they found the flyers and the codes. Now, Luckily for them, there were only actually two messages and they were just reused over and over and over again. So it wasn't necessary to really go to every location. Um, Scanning message one would take you to a website with a picture of, again, the Cicada logo and the text, quote, everywhere, 3301. Scanning message two would give you the exact same site, except the colors were inverted, meaning the first one had like a white background with black text the second one had a black background with white uh, text. So once again, they took their damn images on the sites and shoved them into Outguess. Boy, this is starting to sound like a big old sponsorship for Outguess, huh?
0: Yeah, yeah, it seems
2: like Days It is a ways. Anyway, here is what message one spit out when it was put into Outguess.
3: In 29 volumes, knowledge was once contained. How many lines of the code remained when the Mabinagian paused? Go that far in from the beginning and find my first name. And here's what Message 2 said. A poem of fading death named for a king meant to be read only once and vanish. Alas, it could not remain unseen.
2: Both also included more lines of book code. Just like earlier. Oh God, these fucking book codes with numbers <laughs> like 1 20, 6 colon... 46, you know, indicating line, colon, character count.
0: They both also include the line, quote, the product of the first two primes, end quote. And the first clue's book code number string contains, quote, the first prime. What the heck does that mean? Well, the first prime could mean Optimus Prime, but unfortunately it didn't. In fact, no Transformers were answers to any of these clues, and that's bullshit, it is it is I mean you know bullshit what first primes did mean is the first prime number which is two two can only be a product of two multiplied by one so what's the second prime number well three so the answer to the product of the first two primes uh, this is math even I can do bunk funkers is two by three which is six and the answer to the first prime is two okay so we got those mini clues figured out we got our list of fucking lines and characters we need to find now we gotta figure out where these pages are from so we can use our book codes to crack the case well with some expert googling the sleuthers found the second passage comes from Agrippa a book of the dead a work of art created by science fiction novelist William Gibson the neat thing about this poem is that it was meant to to only ever be read once and then disappear. It was originally stored on a three and a half floppy disk. Hey, I remember those. I stored a lot of poetry and pornography on those. (laughs) Those were good times. Three and a half floppy disks for my three and a half floppy dick. Anyway. (laughs) Oh God. Agrippa was programmed to encrypt itself after a single use, thereby essentially deleting it from ever being read again the book uh, the poem was in was also printed and and it was treated with a photosensitive chemical that allowed the words on the page to literally fade away with the book's first exposure to sunlight as you can see the fact that this book was designed to be erased after one use really fits in with the whole meant to be read one only once and vanish line from clue two doesn't it hey andy I bet your wife sometimes wishes She could uh,
2: use you once And then you would disappear forever Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Yeah she wishes
0: But I don't delete I multiply I'm full roach mode art Indestructible (laughs) And you'll never get rid of me
2: Oh god yeesh Remind me to contact an exterminator
0: (laughs) Or the terminator (laughs) You'll have to come back in time To get me assholes You can't wait to be naked, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Ooh, I can't wait to see him coming out of that goo. Then I'll be coming out of my goo.
1: <laughs> so
0: That's just a like good-looking earlier.
2: man. Hey, he was a handsome guy back then. So, just like earlier, we take the list of lines and characters, like the 1 colon 20, the 3 colon 5, those things, the book code, and use it to spell out a string using the Agrippa poem. Essentially, we just used everything we just found along with the Agrippa fo- uh, poem to find the next clue. So what you get when you go through that all that book code is you get a new website URL. Here it is. S-Q-6-W-M-G-V-2-Z-C-S-R-I-X-6-T dot onion. No, no, no. This isn't a website for a Shrek fan site. This is a Tor URL. Oh boy, yet another program we get to explain to you. Well, this is more of
0: like a web browser, but it's a, it's a program. Have you ever heard of the dark web? Uh, duh. Right, of course, I've heard of it. I sell my old jockstraps on the dark web all the time. I make buku dash from sick little puppies who can't get enough of Dandy Andy's dirty doilies. <laughs> it ain't much. But selling my underwear on the internet for strangers to sniff is honest work. Okay. Well Andy, speaking Andy's of things that are Dirty are quick doilies. And di- I'm making booku dash from this art. Andy Andy's dirty doilies. My jack straps. And they <laughs> are sweaty. You're
2: a you're a regular American American dream success story, Andy i I'm making booku dash on this art. Big (laughs) quiche. You're making buku dash, baby. Big time quiche. (laughs) I got more quiche than a bakery over here, okay? Speaking of things that are quick and dirty, here's the quick and dirty on Tor and the dark web. Tor is a free source, uh, open source uh, piece of software allowing for anonymous communication via your computer to various websites or web servers. It does, this, it does this by taking your signal and routing it through a free volunteer-based overlay network. Okay, so let's say your computer wants to access MrBunkersConspiracyTime.com. Now, normally, you just go straight there. But what Tor does is sends your signal all over the fucking place. Beep, 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 routes you all over the place so that the both the website and your ISP have, well, they have no clue you're accessing it. They think you're going, you know, if you think of like a big grid and your signal is at one end of the grid and the website's at the other, normally you just draw a straight line. But what Tor does is it sends you left and then right. It's like a game of snake. You go left, right, up, down, back, forwards, left, right, left, right, you know, and then back until eventually you hit the website. Uh, And your ISP is like, whoa, where'd you come from? You know? But here's the thing. They... They don't know where you're coming from, but they know they know you're using Tor. They just don't know what you're using it for. Anywho. The dark web is just kind of like a uh, it's just a piece of jargon, and sometimes it's a buzzword. it's It just means any web connection that isn't like public facing or these these web connections that live on various darknets or overlay networks, and they need specific software or authorizations to access, like Tor. For example, there's a lot of uh, government sites that are on the dark web. Because you need, you can't access them publicly. You need special credentials. Or, you know, there's there's various other, like, pirating sites or things like that. You need to know where to go. But this was all for that second message. The Agrippa poem. There were two messages, remember? Well... The first one uh, was actually the ended up being the Encyclopedia Britannica 11th edition, specifically Encyclopedia Britannica 11th edition, volume six, slice three, Chitral to Cincinnati. It's a good one. Yeah. But that wasn't solved until 2017, almost three years later. So we're just going to focus on the uh, the second message because they didn't even solve the first one for three years. So the Cicada Sleuthers go to the tour site. Now, when they go to the site, it essentially instructs you to create a new email address, one you've never used before, and enter it into the site using Tor. Then Cicada will email you a number back, which corresponds to when you actually arrived on the page. Then, when you receive your number, you were to go back to the Tor site and add it to the end of the URL to go to the next stage of the puzzle. So, for example, if you emailed and got back the number 42 you'd go to s q six w m g v blah 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 dot onion slash forty two and now your email is registered with cicada they know you are you so this site was only open for the first few arrivals afterwards it shut down with the message quote "We want the best not the followers end quote those who made it this far um and were also accepted, were also told not to collaborate or share the next puzzles with anyone. Now, obviously, we're going to share what the next puzzles were with you, so we know what they are, so maybe not everyone heeded that warning, but again, here's the thing. All of what we're about to say wasn't really publicly available and is therefore somewhat questionable. We're not really hearing this from Cicada themselves. We're hearing this from people who, I guess, we just have to trust that they're telling the truth. Also, uh, (laughs) believe it or not, these puzzles get
0: more complicated. (laughs) We'll try our best here. We'll give it a shot. Uh, So Cicada sent a RSA encrypted message to the email uh, they registered next. It essentially looked like a big bunch of jumbled text, you know, encrypted. But they also included a private RS encryption key and a public key. Kind of like before, but a little bit different. Uh, this is, is real tough to explain over audio, but essentially RSA is a pretty strong encryption method, but, but is relatively slow. But it's strong. It's like me. It's slow, but it's strong. It's based around, you guessed it, more prime numbers, uh, to RSA Encrypt, you generate two big honking prime numbers, like 50-digit like long prime numbers, and then you multiply them together, and, and the product of that multiplication is your private key, which is also obviously a big honkin' number, but it is breakable by a computer. It just takes a while. So here's the takeaway. In order to solve this puzzle, you'd have to run some code, python or, or whatever in order to generate a script that took the private key and figured out which two prime numbers cicada multiplied together to get it that's how it works you gotta get those those prime numbers that form the key but god fucking damn it we're not fucking done yet Jesus <laughs> <sighs> next next we have to download a decryption scheme in order to input all the keys and shit we collected, all our our little prime numbers. The email instructs you to use CPAN to download the Crypt RSA Perl module, which is a decryption scheme. So you, you run some code, yada yada, bada bing, bada boom, you get another fucking number. Email Cicada <laughs> the number, and you gotta wait. <laughs> Oh, boy so many numbers eventually
2: if you were successful cicada would send back a piece of audio it was this um it was this fun little MIDI song it 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 was just kind of a collection of different MIDI tones you know those are synthy like tones uh and it was actually like nicely composed now what solvers did to to solve this puzzle i we can't even begin to explain it you gotta watch a video, which will be in the description in the show notes for it. But they essentially deconstructed the audio, and they found patterns in the notes and the ticks, and the way that the different notes appeared, and running them forwards and backwards. And it's it's pretty wild. And essentially, they took all those different notes and ticks and sounds, and and they used those number sequences to solve the final clue. But again very few people ever made it this far and documentation and proof of these final puzzles, like we said, are suspect so what about for the eggheads not lucky enough to get in or what about for us chads I don't sit around solving fucking puzzles well, we had to wait which is not something
0: Andy or I like to do I've already taken off all my clothes and stomped around the room twice going, no, no, no no!
2: <laughs> oh, you do not want to see one of Andy's temper tantrums when you won't let him have another ring pop you won't like me when I'm naked.
0: <laughs> after about
2: a month Cicada posted another image to their subreddit it stated that the game was over
3: hello we have now found the individuals we sought thus our month long journey ends for now Thank you for your dedication and effort. If you were unable to complete the test or did not receive an email, do not despair. There will be more opportunities like this one. Thank you all. 3301. P.S.
2: At the bottom of the image was the note P.S. with an incredibly long string of numbers separated by backslashes. I'm going to save you. I'm going to save you the headache and not list those out for you bunk bunk and that's it. That's the end of Cicada thirty three hundred one. Good night, everybody. Ah, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh,
0: we got you. We totally got you, you bunk funkers. Oh man, I wish you could have seen your faces. Oh man, oh, man. By the way, did I tell you that this podcast lets us hijack your phones and we can see your faces as you listen to this? <laughs> oh, anyway, well, a year goes by. No word from Cicada. Sure, (laughs) imposters attempted to troll the internet with fake images, but on January 5th, 2013, the real Cicada posted again to 4chan's B-board. How do we know it's the real Cicada? Well, it included their PGP verification key. Whoever designed this game had the foresight to know there would be many imposters and to safeguard against that with a verification key. It read,
3: Hello again. Our search for intelligent individuals now continues. The first clue is hidden within this image. Find it and it will lead you on the road to finding us. We look forward to meeting the few that will make it all the way through. Good luck. 3301.
0: Once again, taking this image into Outguess showed a hidden code. The hidden code led to a message with another book cipher, exactly like before, with 1 colon 6 and 2 colon 35 But it had a riddle, too. A book whose study is forbidden. Once dedicated to a beast, to be read once and then destroyed, or you shall have no peace. Did you guess it, Bofunkers? Why, it's The Book of the Law by Aleister Crowley, the infamous occultist, a favorite of mine. I'm cuckoo for Crowley! Cuckoo! Using the cipher and the book, it produced a link to a dropbox, much like the previous round where it produced that website URL. In fact, there were many similar types of clues as there were in round one. For example, one clue led to a song called InStar Emergence, composed on guitar by, we're guessing, someone at Cicada. Uh, one clue led to a cryptic Twitter account at 1231507051321. That's... That's the Twitter handle, uh, which led to an image titled Gematria Primus. Unfortunately, this also had nothing to do with Optimus Prime. On this image was a table, like an Excel table, not a dining table. Man, it would be nice to have dinner right now. Where letters were matched up with numbers, but also runic symbols. Like the kind of symbols you'd see in Skyrim or God of War. Nordic runes, baby! These runes were baffling, though. No one had any idea what they meant, for now. More on those runes later. And once again, there was a puzzle where flyers were posted at various locations across the globe. Okinawa, Japan, Moscow, Russia, Little Rock, Arkansas, Columbus, Georgia, all the hotspots. And once again, this round of, puzzle, uh, of puzzling eventually concluded with a private portion for only those who were accepted via private emails between them and Cicada. But unlike the first, the second round never ended with a message from Cicada on their subreddit stating that it was over. It just kind of stopped. Aww. Aww.
2: Aww. But, at the beginning of
0: 2014,
2: it was time for round three! Oh, Cicada!
0: Every time I think I'm done with you, you pull me right back in. Cicada, you minx!
3: (laughs) (laughs) The
2: cryptic
0: Twitter account from last year, remember that one? Yeah.
2: Well, it posted an image which said,
3: Hello. Epiphany is upon you. Your pilgrimage has begun. Enlightenment awaits. Good luck. 3301.
1: Once again,
2: the image was put into Outguess, and it showed a hidden message. The hidden message then gave us a book cipher. Uh, hello, Aerosmith? Uh yeah, get your lawyers on the phone because this is copyright infringement of your hit. Same old song and dance.
0: Yeah, if you haven't listened to "Same Old Song and Dance" uh, for a while, bunk funkers, <laughs> go back and give it a re-listen. Uh, the whole lyrics of the song are just literally how to solve the puzzles in Cicada thirty three hundred one. <laughs> yeah, that was the real message.
2: <laughs> this was Joe Perry and Stephen Tyler making puzzles for the internet. Now, this time, the book cipher uh, was about a, uh, a book called Self-Reliance and Other Essays by Ralph Waldo Emerson, whose name I think would be improved by the word wares. Mm-hmm. Ralph Waldo wears Emerson. <laughs> 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 Much the, book, the book produced a link to a tour site and so on, just like the previous rounds. But unlike the previous rounds, this time, The puzzle revolved around another book. Not just any book. A book allegedly written by Cicada, titled the Liber Primus, meaning first book in Latin. The book is full of those strange Nordic runes seen last year in the image with the Excel table on the cryptic Twitter. These runes are all together in what appears to be paragraphs or poem stanzas. They're organized. It's not just random. Some pages have just the runes, other pages have the runes and encrypted numbers, and some have little border drawings and designs, Um, but even when decrypted, when even when the runes are decrypted from runic to English, pages don't make sense. They appear to be
0: philosophical statements, almost like Cicada's manifesto. Well, if it's anything like my manifesto on pesto, it's full of passion. Oh, God, that thing got you in a lot of trouble, didn't it, Andy? Pesto is besto, art. (laughs) Well, here's an example from the Liber Primus. Uh, One page translates to this. Most things are not worth preserving. Adherence. We follow dogma so that we can belong and be right, or we follow reason so we can belong and be right. There is nothing to be right about. To belong is death. It is the behaviors of consumption, preservation, and adherence. Oh, my God. After all this time, we've just been doing puzzles for a cult full of edgelords? Not again.
2: Yeah, this is. This sounds like they got a copy of your 3.5-inch uh, floppy yeah. disk poetry. This is one of my
0: three-and-a-half-inchers from high school. <laughs> Other pages uh, contain more puzzles and clues. Some led to websites. One led to a website with a recording titled Interconnectedness. It's of cicadas, like a sea of cicadas chirping in the night while a melody plays. Here's a listen. Many of the Libra Primus pages have yet to be decoded, as the runes themselves lead to deeper and deeper levels of encryption hidden under more clues. As of this recording, only 19 of 57 pages have been solved. 2015 went by without any word from Cicada. Many believe that the Libra Primus would need to be solved in order for us to hear from them again. In 2016, they confirmed this when they posted an image stating,
3: "Hello." The path lies empty, Epiphany seeks the devoted. Liber Primus is the way. Its words are the map, their meaning is the road, and their numbers are the direction. Seek and you will be found. Good luck. 3301.
0: Andy, what is the meaning of this? Uh, Art, it's uh, it's not what it looks like. <laughs> I'm, not, I'm not feeding your big titty anime golf GF body pillow. Classic Vlasic pickles. I I swear. Wait. What? No, Andy. What is the meaning of cicada? Give me back my pillow. Uh, Oh, uh, (laughs) sorry. Sorry, Art. Uh, I like feeding pickles to uh, inanimate objects. It's just, it's it's my thing, you know? Give me those. And it's not your thing. No, it it is. It's like, I'm totally known for it. no. Yeah, like, I mean, in other circles, people people you don't know, Art, they call me the pickle guy. It's my thing. Bunkfunkers, it's not his
2: thing. It will be. And ever since then, Cicada has gone into hiding. With no communication and, well, honestly, very little progress made on cracking the Libra Primus. What was the meaning of Cicada? Why? Why did they do this? Well, some believed they were a hacker group, you know, because computers. Cicada had two significant, "quote uh, significant," quote unquote hacking claims against them, but both have never been proven and have been strongly denied by Cicada itself, signed with their verification signature. Authorities from the Los uh, Andes province, pr- province of Chile, claimed Cicada was a hacker group uh, in July 2015. Oh, sorry, I misread that. Uh, They just just claimed that they were a hacker group and Cicada was like, we're not a hacker group. (laughs) That's how that went down. And in July 2015, a group calling themselves 3301 claimed to have hacked Planned Parenthood. Both of these allegations have been denied by PGP verified messages from Cicada. Also, the real hackers of Planned Parenthood later said they had no involvement with Cicada. So, not a lot going on there. Not the strongest claims, but... What about an ARG? Well, the internet is no stranger to hidden advertising, especially for ARGs, for various, you know, video games, movies, software, whatever. ARGs are alternate reality games. These tend to be like interactive experiences that are ultimately designed to sell something. You know, for example, Microsoft did one for the movie AI. They also did one to promote Halo 2 uh, here's a good example of one. Blizzard did one to promote the character Sombra. Sombra is a like hacker-type character in their game Overwatch before she was released in Overwatch. So they hid all these cryptographic clues all over the game's maps and in the game world and in the, the UI and the loading screens and stuff for the players to find, which is a very Cicada-like thing. But the lack of any kind of plug or push for anything other than to solve the puzzles themselves over the course of three years. Well, if cicada was a big ad campaign,
0: that kind of fucking sucks for an ad campaign. (laughs) If it was one (laughs) damn roasted. (laughs) Yeah. Well, what about a government agency or intelligence service looking for the best and the brightest crip crackers, crip crackers, better keep them away from the blood crackers. Well, this is a strong possibility. The British government once launched a similar cryptography challenge called Can You Find It? which awarded a job offer at the government communications headquarters or various other prizes. Google and the U.S. Navy have both done similar cicada-style challenges. In fact, the U.S. Navy literally stated that they were inspired by cicada to do a similar event to hire expert code breakers. Uh, furthermore, according to a, an NSA technical director, director quote, if this cicada was a recruitment tool, boy, they made it pretty complicated, end quote. I think that's putting it mildly. He denies that cicada is tied to the NSA. If the NSA had done cicada, they would have stood up and said it uh, due to how impressive it is, you know, like, hey, we did that. We're good. But if people at the NSA <laughs> do it on their own time... I mean, nobody can really rule that out. But again, there hasn't been any hint whatsoever that Cicada is tied to any government agencies. What about those uh, select few eggheads who made it to the end stages? The ones who got their emails recorded by Cicada and got to participate in private puzzles? Did their closer contact with Cicada reveal anything about who they are? At the end of the first puzzle, finalists supposedly received a lengthy email which outlined what cicada was about you can find a link to the full version in our show notes but in essence it said this cicada described themselves as an international group that believed privacy was an inalienable right the effort of each puzzle is to recruit like-minded individuals in an effort to develop privacy focused applications and software the email concluded with three questions asking the users beliefs on whether every human had a right to privacy whether all information should be free and if censorship harms humanity. Uh, thing is, these supposed emails uh, don't have valid PGP signature that always accompanies Cicada correspondence. So make of that what you will. Those who made it, let's call them recruits, recall being invited to a secret darknet forum. Marcus Warner and many of his friends he made on IRC chat rooms decrypting the Cicada puzzles were some of the recruits. They were definitely skeptical of Cicada for a while, but the hunt to solve the puzzles kept them driven.
2: Here's the account Marcus gave in an interview for Rolling Stone magazine, which is also linked in our show notes if you want to read the full thing. On February 28th, Marcus received an email from Cicada signed with their verified PGP key. Now, this is all according to him. It read, quote, hello, the next step is here, end quote and included instructions for joining a secret forum with other recruits on a darknet site. According to Marcus, Cicada, or I guess we should have been calling them 3301, as this entire time they actually never refer to themselves as Cicada, only 3301. People just kind of call them Cicada 3301 because they're obsessed with Cicadas and prime numbers. 3301, which is a prime number, by the way. (laughs) Jason, full circle. A lot of connections. Cicada says that their group was started by a group of friends who shared like-minded imperatives, anonymity, privacy, encryption, and wanted a way to pool their talents to create useful software that ensured these ideals. Cicada's friends recruited other friends and 3301 grew. While they have no, quote, official affiliation with any government or military group, one recruit mentions they quote insinuated this this person's words they were a part of a bunch of different organizations like a secret society with a common goal to increase privacy and security in the digital age and ensure the freedom of information Marcus and the other recruits allegedly learned that 3301 or cicada was organized into broods you know like real cicadas the very gross looking insect. <laughs> 3301 identifies with the cicada because all cicadas burrow burrow deep underground and only emerge every 13 or 17 years, which are prime numbers. These guys like fucking prime numbers, if you haven't guessed. (laughs) Yeah, if that hasn't been clear. But cicada is made up of small broods or decentralized cells, each with their own area of research. Marcus and many of his online friends who solved the first round of puzzles were part of brood B.0H and had no knowledge of what other broods were up to. Cicada told Marcus that uh, his brood, well, Cicada told Marcus and his brood that they were tasked with creating some software that fit the ideology of the group. You know, anonymity, privacy, that sort of thing. So they deliberated and they eventually came up with cakes. No, not the indie (laughs) rock darlings who wrote The Distance. Oh, but Cicada Anonymous Key Escrow System, Cakes. A lot less. A piece catchy. of software. Yeah, it is. A piece of software designed to protect whistleblowers like Chelsea Manning, who was uh, pretty relevant at that time. Or, you know, it, uh, he became relevant a little bit later, Edward Snowden. You know, those type of people. In short, it would trigger the automatic publication of sensitive data online if and when the whistleblower or researcher was indisposed for a designated period of time. Essentially, a whistleblower could upload a bunch of documents to Cakes and say, okay, Cakes, if you don't hear back from me in five days, send this out all over the world. And so that whistleblower would have to come back in five days and be like, okay, Cakes, don't worry. Or if the Cakes didn't hear from them, they would send it out. So for months, Marcus and his brood worked on this software system with the mentors of Cicada, occasionally dropping in to share their thoughts on the progress. Once was, what was once a fun, kind of exciting prospect, you know, solving puzzles with your internet bros? Well, it quickly turned into busy work. In fact, Marcus and many of his brood were just high school students at the time, believe it or not. Marcus was like 16 years old. They didn't want to clock in to do what felt like homework. They're teens. They'd rather be out smoking fat doinks in the Amish, playing video games and cranking off you know, normal teen business, baby. I'm almost 60 years old and that's what I'd rather be doing too. (laughs) Marcus mentions he would log on and see fewer and fewer progress updates being made by his broodmates. Lack of progress turned into missed deadlines, turned into other brood members not even logging in on anymore. Until eventually, it was just him. A singular little cicada with no one to share in the molting process. So sad. Like this if you cry every time. <laughs> in March, Marcus received a message from another recruit nicknamed Sage, who told him, we've been laid off. And that was it. Cicada, his time at Cicada was done. The Darknet
0: site was gone. While well, Marcus's story did indeed give us insight into what Cicada believed and their mission... It didn't give us any idea who they were and why they feel so strongly about this. There's one last story to mention here. Was it a religious cult? On January 4th, 2013, one year after the first Cicada puzzle was posted, solvers gathered in the IRC chat anticipating the next puzzle, when suddenly anonymous chatter joined and said, I was part of what you call 3301-slash-Cicada for more than a decade. And I'm here to warn you, stay away. Now, this could obviously be a ship poster or a troll, but the anonymous poster allegedly provided enough info to make the hardcore Cicada solvers intrigued. This Anon was allegedly a military officer in an unnamed, non-English-speaking country when, after a year of being unknowingly vetted in person, he was recruited by a member of Cicada. He described them as, quote, A group of like-minded individuals, all incredibly talented and connected, working together for the common good, the good of mankind, end quote. But over several messages, he cautioned about their cultish beliefs, a conviction, for example, in, quote, the global brain as another kind of God, end quote. 3301 was nothing more, he wrote, than a, quote, religion disguised as a progressive scientific organization, end quote. He concluded by saying he had since found Jesus. That being said, while Cicada might have interest in topics that are secret society adjacent, such as Holy Grail, the occult, their Libra Primus being all in runic symbols, uh, these pieces are always just answers to the puzzles. Cicada has stated what they are about, assuming the leaked emails are true. Uh, They are a group of individuals who value privacy, denounce censorship, and obviously really friggin' love puzzles and prime numbers. For example, one of the solves to a Cicada puzzle uh, lied in a book uh, about the composer Bach. Does this mean all of Cicada is some crazy Bach-loving sex cult? Oh, Oh, baby!
2: Bach sex cults? Now you're speaking my language, Andy. I've had my Johannes Sebastian... By a sexy masked lady at a box sex cult party once. Yeah, she was wearing nothing but air on a g-string. Let me tell you, real big cantatas.
0: <laughs> Indeed, it was the joy of man's desire there, Andy. <laughs> well, we all know Art is a sex crazed classical music loving piss freak. <laughs> the piss didn't come up so much in that in that story he told, but you can tell. Not nah. Not, not, not. You can tell. But we aren't really any closer to knowing who Cicada is. While we do understand what they allegedly have said to be their morals and beliefs, uh, what does the future look like for Cicada? What's going on in the hunt today to solve their puzzles? Well, if you're interested in learning more about the hunt for Cicada's secrets, there's the uh, subreddit Cicada uh, or the uh, Cicada Lovers subreddit. If you want to dig even deeper, or maybe enjoy chatting with hot babes cicada online, cicada solvers. What? What did I say?
2: Cicada solvers. No, cicada, cicada lovers. lovers.
0: <laughs> don't go to our cicada lovers. Don't go there. Yeah, don't go to the bug porn subreddit. Uh, wait, yeah, that's the those, bug porn. Wait, let me do that again. So these subreddits, if you want more info about cicada, it's it's r r forward slash cicada. That's a subreddit, and r forward slash cicada solvers. and if you really want some fucked up porn go to r forward slash cicada lovers now if you want to dig even deeper though uh, on cicada and maybe enjoy chatting with hot babes online you can join the IRC channel for cicada as well but really uh, the uncovering cicada wiki page has a great deal of info on the entire cicada timeline that being said there's an argument to be made about the goals of cicada solvers the cicada wiki has a message about how the purpose of the puzzle is not to dox or reveal the real-life identities of Cicada 3301. Uh, They respect Cicada's quest for internet anonymity and privacy. For many, the goal has shifted from uncovering who Cicada is to solving their unbroken puzzle. Anyway, various groups of Cicada solvers all over the world still gather together routinely to attempt to solve the Libra Primus. Nox Populi, who was a Cicada second-round solver and recruit. Uh, Well, not in the way Marcus was. Knox signed up, but he never heard back from Cicada. Knox Populi hosts a very detailed and informative YouTube channel about everything Cicada, if you want more info. All the puzzle solves, all the clues, the whole timeline. Would we say he has the whole enchilada? I don't know. I mean, that's kind of our thing. You know what I'm saying? However, yeah, like it's like Knox. You know, you you can find something else. You don't have to find like that. you have one topic where you give people the whole enchilada. We have sixty one topics where we've delivered the entire <laughs> enchilada. Okay, uh, suck on that Knox Populi. However, Knox, Marcus, and a group of three <laughs> other cicada solvers routinely gather together to talk the Libra Primus and attempt to crack its code. The group has really become tight knit group of friends. Oh God. Oh no, it was. The meaning of it all was the friends we made along the way. Oh, fuck this. I will not be made a fool. We covered this. We're incapable of making friends. Fuck. <laughs> but the group has never ruled out the possibility that maybe this was all just a giant hoax. There's nothing in Cicada's past to really prove that. But it would be a worry in any cryptbreaker's mind right, that maybe some people just wrote a script that, where they generate a bunch of random runes in a book, then maybe this thing really is unsolvable? Regardless, we want to believe there is an order to the universe. They want to believe there is an answer to Cicada's puzzle. One of the more interesting coincidences in Cicada lore came out of a YouTube series called Great Big Story, who did a four-part episode on uh, Cicada and the solvers. In the early 90s, a group of benevolent hackers composed of UC Berkeley graduate students, professors, and staff called themselves the cypherpunks. They aimed to create systems and platforms for encryption, anonymous communication, and make it all free. Many of their ideas, beliefs, teachings uh, align with what Cicada 3301 includes. The cypherpunks had an email address tied to their mailing list where they could forward messages out. mailing address an email address at cicada.berkeley.edu indeed there was a server at uc berkeley called cicada which housed this mailing list coincidence or inspiration in a way if we take
2: cicada 3301's mission statement at face value they aimed to find like-minded intelligent individuals who are passionate and interested in cryptography, internet security, and privacy. They set out to recruit broods, small cells of individu- individuals all working separately towards a common goal. Did they achieve this? Well, in a way, the cicada mystery lives on, and the broods exist in the various communities still attempting to solve the Libra Primus. Did their work not inspire a new generation of little cicadas burrowed deep in the digital underground? Segeda 3301 is difficult to encapsulate. It's part internet mystery, part secret society recruitment tool, part just a big fun puzzle. Perhaps Knox Populi put it best when he said, quote, it's like opening the face of your watch for the first time. You have no concept of how all those gears somehow work into seconds, minutes, and hours. But suddenly, you can see the scope of it. And it's staggering. Hey, welcome back, Bunk Funkers. That was our research into Cicada thirty-three oh one. Hooey. A lot of math. That is a, that's a noodle scratcher. That's a noodle scratcher. I went outside, I went to my pool, and I scratched all my pool
0: noodles. And I said, geez, Luis, I care, 30 to one. I don't understand a single thing. Uh, I'm known as the guy who's usually scratching his noodle, and I was scratching pretty darn hard during that script. I don't want to shit on this topic. It
2: is an interesting topic. There's a lot to learn. There's some neat things to learn about.
0: If you start off saying, I don't want to shit on this topic, it kind of seems like you're going to shit on this topic.
2: (laughs) Well, unfortunately, I feel like it is something that the more you look into it, kind of the less maybe cool it becomes. It mm. you sh- you shed maybe un- maybe it should be called onion thirty three hundred one because the more <laughs> you peel back the layers, it's just like at first you're like whoa what the fuck dude like oh cicada thirty three hundred one ooh what is ooh ooh cicada thirty three hundred one ooh what is that ooh I want to know ooh and at the end you're like oh I don't know it's just a group of people who really like puzzles.
0: <laughs> yeah, I it's mean, just a bunch of people who like puzzles. The fact that the penultimate puzzle is a. Book comp- composed completely in Nordic runes, and it looks kind of like a a medieval manuscript. Leads me to believe that there's some pretty big doggone dorks that are uh, putting this stuff out. I mean, these are <laughs> these are smart people, like probably too yes. smart to have social lives. And I think the that these are the they've I, I, you know, I'm gonna I'm killing Hamlet a little bit in the first act here, but I'm I kind of on the side of like. These seem like people who probably are just like dorks uh nerds crypto enthusiasts, whatever cryptography enthusiasts uh stegosaurus sonography Stegosaurus-onography. enthusiasts like they're interested in hiding things inside of dinosaurs <laughs> yeah the ultimate <laughs> the ultimate cipher a dino cipher uh you you know they're interested dino
3: cipher.
0: <laughs> Remember that catchphrase? Yeah, <laughs> Dino Cipher. Oh, Jimmy Rogers, rescue soul. And you know, I feel like they're uh, they're uh, they're into this stuff. And you know, it's uh, it's like they. I feel like they probably are like just a bunch of a group of people. They probably have like good jobs breaking codes or whatever. You know, like these are smart people, obviously. But they got obviously a little too much time on their hands when they're not at work. And (laughs) they probably are dedicated to making, like, privacy software. But this is not a successful group. Name one piece of Cicada software that everybody uses.
2: Yeah, I mean, well, we might not know, but I guess you're right. I mean, Uh, yeah. I mean, I think that that Cakes system eventually was finished like eventually it was like uploaded and finished and it's like into you can like get it off of a github because i mean there's a lot of stuff that we even didn't like some of the other pieces of the puzzle like one of the pieces of i think either the third round of puzzling or maybe the second round was that cicada uh created their own linux operating system Mm -hmm. this might have been for the libra primus uh, you had it you had to upload or you had to boot literally you had to boot your computer in cicada OS in order to like uh solve things, which is just like it just shows you the level of like dedication and like we're we're dealing with people, like you said, who are very intelligent in lots of different computer fields. Um and they're working on this, and they're so intelligent. I don't know. Maybe intelligence is not the right statistic, like right attribute. It's 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 easy to make a puzzle unsolvable. It's very difficult to make a puzzle that works and is solvable in a certain amount of time.
1: <laughs> you yeah. can
2: make puzzles that aren't solvable.
0: Yeah, it's easy to make a puzzle very easily. Yeah. Very easily. Yeah, I mean,
2: you make some weird made up key that in a language that only you can understand. Like it's like okay, like. <laughs> good luck like i can't solve that you know yeah but it's been years and lots of smart people marcus knox uh uh, one cool all these people they incredibly intelligent people these are incredibly these these high level cicada solvers yeah are super smart uh and they can they've had they have like less than half the pages it's like they can't crack this shit. <laughs>
0: you yeah, know? yeah. There's a uh, there's a jarringly low number of pages of the Libra Primus that have been solved. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, you said yeah. it. Like it, <laughs> the fact that they solved those first puzzles in two days to get to that countdown website. Like, I I don't I can't imagine how you do that in two days. First of all, like, I mean, I obviously there's probably like there's like what there's there's software and stuff that will help you do this right you don't have to like
2: yeah i mean they obviously they knew about things like outguess it's like, it's impossible yeah. for us cuz i don't even i didn't even know you could do that i didn't know outguess existed i didn't know you could take an image of a duck and put it in outguess
0: and find a hidden message i never heard of outguess before yeah so it, we would be stuck <laughs> yeah and you know it's like you know sort of uh convenient that somebody just happened to know Mayan numerals. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, that you, that you know that offhand. Cause that, that maybe would have taken time, but I guess you could probably just like Google it. You know what I mean? Well, I feel like you being a cicada solver, this would be like your
2: fucking nightmare because, (laughs) because these codes are, full of things, Andy, that seem like like simple coincidences but turn out to be significant code-breaking rules. People would be like, oh, well, we should follow this random jarble of letters because it had a string that has a two in it and, and that string has two Zs in it and the, they, they match up and you'd be over here like, well... Occam's razor, Occam's razor, Occam's razor. <laughs> They're all just a bunch of random
0: letters. They have no meaning. Nothing does. Yeah, I'd never get anywhere. I'd open up that subreddit and close the app. Like that would be the end of it for me. I'd be like, I don't get any of this. Yeah. You'd you'd comment on the one of the posts and be like, this shit fucking sucks. Take, take me back to R, watch people die inside. <laughs> see some dude trying to eat a sandwich and all the stuff falls out the back of it onto his lap. <laughs> like me with my pizza rolls uh
2: <laughs> you and those damn pizza rolls oh, they're good um yeah i mean um and i don't i don't want to like take away from any of the people making this you know i don't think that maybe i don't know you look at a lot of these libra primus pages and they're very manifesto-y they're very <laughs> like yeah this is our outlook on life you know and it's a little
0: like, you know, uh, okay. um, I'm going to go ahead and say it. It's a bit cringe for me. It is. It's, a little, it's hitting a little cringe for you. It's a little cringe. It's like, okay. Mm, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. It's like, okay, you were uh, uh, to your point, the deeper you go, the less cool it seems. It's like, okay. It's like, um, it's like almost like you're in high school and somebody asked you to join a club and you're like oh uh, this guy is cool like yeah i'll join this club and then you get there and you're like no, oh god this club's not for me i'm in the wrong place yeah i had that happen. go ahead tell us that story
2: i joined the or for a day i went to <laughs> i think it was called like the fringe club <laughs> and yeah. they watched i think their whole thing was watching weird movies like weird fringe movies And then just like watching them together and just kind of like chatting about them. And uh, when I showed up, I went with a friend. I brought a friend along with me because we were both like, oh, that seems interesting. And it was just like a bunch of the like, you know, not that I was like Mr. Fucking Popular, but it was a bunch of the like, just kind of like. uh, Yeah, like uh, kind of weird, weird kids, you know? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I'm saying this is like a theater kid. It was I was a theater kid. So it's like. So you know, these were really part weird of that. kids. Yeah, you know, there's, there's like even kids even more outside of of any group. And but the the real thing was that they were all like a group of friends. Oh, and they were watching the movies. It was like their little club, mm. kind of. So you and really didn't for, fit in. Yeah, to be two outsiders in that. Yeah. And then when I took Japanese classes in uh, college, mm-hmm. I was. um Nobody ever wanted to partner with me there either. I didn't have any, I didn't have many friends in that class either. (laughs) I was, I was enough of an anime nerd to go take Japanese in college, but I wasn't enough of an anime nerd to fit in. I was too normie for real anime nerds.
0: (laughs) The the other, uh, the neckbeards in there were out animeing you. Yes. Wow. Sorry to hear that art. What a shame. Yeah. It was traumatizing, dude. Yeah. Um, but you've really encapsulated the mood of what I was trying to say uh, about the Libra Primus. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Libra Primus... You think Primus, it's anime nerds. <laughs> yeah, Libra Primus is the fringe club of this puzzle-solving quest, <laughs> in my opinion. It's nicely designed.
2: I mean, I don't think that... I don't know. I don't take that much. Of, I think that they're like very
0: talented in a lot of the things that they do. And yeah, I mean... It's one of those. None of this is half assed No, but it's one of those things where I mean, I'm the type of person I'm like, okay, you know, a lot about uh, encryption, you know, a lot about like making codes and breaking codes, you know, a lot about uh, software and all this stuff. That doesn't mean that your philosophy is somehow impactful to the world. Like your overall philosophy, you know what I'm saying? I think people Uh yes and no. I think some people treat like oh because you're smart about something like oh we should listen to what you say. Mm, not always. I don't think so. Not always, not always for sure. Uh I think sometimes,
2: you know, I like a lot of things there's there's an equilibrium. There's um just because somebody can be super uh smart in a certain subject doesn't mean they can't then manipulate that subject and use it for their own gain or whatever you're trying to say. But I mean, I think that these, these people definitely have like a decent, they have a right to their message. and I think that they, because they know so much about computers and encryption and all this stuff. And, you know, this was at the height of like the Snowden stuff and the Chelsea Manning stuff and all this, like they're spying on you stuff. And it's like, holy shit. Like, you know that was like a big deal. You know, people might remember net neutrality was huge. There was that um, that one thing. It was like SOPA. Do you remember that? Do you remember SOPA?
0: Um, like SOPA was this like those are like tortillas <laughs> that are like no. deep
2: fried, <laughs> not like soup. Oh, yeah, soup. Uh, let me stop online piracy act. Was a controversial United States bill introduced by U.S. blah blah blah, combat on infringement. That was like a big thing, you know. This this stuff was all kind of happening around that time, and I remember like Wikipedia had a big message about it, where it was like this was going to impact freedom of speech on the internet and SOPA, and like it hidden in SOPA, like SOPA is one of these bills I think that was like. Oh, we're going to stop online piracy cuz that's bad, but like you know, underneath all of it was like all this uh all this political language that would actually like infringe on people's rights. Yeah. You know, stuff like typical. that typical. But but I think that like, you know, I think Cicada being so educated about this stuff, it's definitely a field where we don't, it's it's hard for everyday citizens, I think, to make conscious de- decisions about um, this stuff. Like, even net neutrality, I think, you know, people really dumb it down and they simplify it, but it's like, do we really, truly understand 100% what is happening? Like, do people truly, really understand how to keep themselves safe and private on the internet, you know? There's a lot of um, VPN companies that advertise on various YouTube channels. And I think a lot of the times their marketing and their language that they make these YouTubers use, these influencers, is like, it's really like boilerplate like it's very like oh all you have to do is install a VPN and you're protected completely from your ISP and you're totally fine from spying <laughs> and you'll be fine and no one can see anything you're doing on the internet and it's like
0: that's just not the case you're, yeah your ISP <laughs> can see everything I mean yeah. like they you know it's like with the Tor browser obviously it's like they can tell that you're using it they just can't see what you're doing with it but right. it's like and,
2: and I mean using things like Tor and, and things like that can really help you know, yeah. if you're really concerned about your privacy on the internet,
0: I downloaded you know. Tor Browser once.
2: I've used Tor. Uh, it's in- it's tough. You you use script blockers a lot, and I used to as well. Yeah. And uh, Andy and I both. This uh, listeners, we know this about each other because we know each other, but you might not know this because you don't know us. But Andy and I both use script blockers for a while. Script blockers are just like little plugins that you can download into your web browser that just block all the background scripts, background code, ads, fucking various javascript, all these things. The thing that where they're kind of annoying is they also block they block everything. So like if you go to a YouTube page, it like won't autoplay the video. It's like all all this stuff breaks. It breaks websites
0: cuz it yeah. will break all the javascript and everything else, what? all the other scripts. And it's like sometimes if you uh if you use it to like make a purchase or something, uh, oh, my God. You know, it's like because it would like try to run a script to like show a verification or something and you can get like stuck in a loop with that with the script blocker and you have to like whitelist yeah. the thing. But of course, it's like a third party thing that you have to whitelist in order for it to go through. It's it's sometimes a pain, but I still use it.
2: Yeah, you, you like to use Tor and those script blockers when you're looking up sexy pictures of Grimace because you don't want people to know that you're part of a online community, IRC darknet community mm-hmm. where you uh you do like sexy grimace and various other McDonald's mascot uh
0: sex roleplay. Is that right? <laughs> That's right. Um uh, most of it is <laughs> most of it is me uh renting ninja costumes. It's just you. Uh, and I send pictures to people on the internet. Of me in these costumes <laughs> with the like crotches cut out, a like grimace, but with a human crotch.
2: Yeah, you sent actually you accidentally sent one to me one time mm-hmm. on accident, and and when I got it, I was a little startled. It was the Hamburglar. It was you in a ha- you in a homemade Hamburglar costume. Mm-hmm. So it was like really, uh, it looked like a cursed image, right. but the crotch was cut out. And you had two chicken nuggets where your balls were, and you said, you want some of these nugs? It was like the meme text? Yeah. You used like meme text?
0: Yeah. I mean, I'll say this. It was well composed. You should have turned the meme over to see my bottom text.
2: Yeah, you actually, though, here's the thing, though, Andy, I will say this. It was well composed and it had good lighting, but you should really Photoshop out the watermark that says made with Mematic."
0: <laughs> That's a stock image now.
2: Uh, it's a stock image yeah, now. Yeah, they
0: uploaded it to Shutterstock. Um,
2: but I don't know, actually, if I 100% agree with you. I, I mean, I, I think that these folks... What I'm trying to get at is I think normal people don't have the computer knowledge to necessarily make informed decisions on how to protect themselves. You know, in real life, if you want to protect yourself in the court of law, you what do you do? You get a good lawyer. You know, you want to protect yourself. If you're being sued, you get a lawyer. You want to protect yourself, uh, you know, your, your house, whatever, you get a weapon or you get an alarm system or whatever you do. You want to protect your, you want to protect your, your car, you buy the best, you you look up online reviews, you buy the best weather mat to put on the floor of your car to protect your car, right? But with like computers, I, I don't fucking know, like, I don't fucking know if what they're looking at. If I'm being watched, how do I know? I don't. I mean, I have no, I'm trying my best, but I have no idea.
0: um well maybe i should clarify i'm gonna say i agree with you uh on what you're saying i think that um privacy is is super important and i i agree with the the aims of cicada okay i see yeah yeah yeah. and you know i think that you're right it's it is hard as a consumer to sort through because you know who's who's really reading all these agreements that you agree to when you use oh my god any service on the web and it, basically all you're agreeing to is that almost every bit of data <laughs> that you put into their website that they'll probably sell to some third party to market you something. Um, yeah. Which is like, I mean, that's that's what makes like companies like Facebook so valuable is that they have so much data on people and that's what they sell. That's their product at the end of the day is is they because they don't charge to be on the website. If it's free to
2: sign up, baby, you're the product. Yeah,
0: exactly. Uh that's so true. I think that I'm not I, I don't I don't disagree with their with their aims and their goals. It's just that Libra Primus is kind of douchey to me. You're saying that these people are obviously it, correct me if
2: I'm wrong, is this what you're saying? I'm gonna put these words in your <laughs> mouth, you dirty little pig. Yeah, put your nugs in my mouth. <laughs> You're saying it's obvious that these cicada people are incredibly intelligent, talented people. I want to say but they're, they're you, go ahead. But they are and they have obviously like they have um they have uh benevolent means. They have uh admirable ideals that they want to spread about privacy, anonymity, blah, 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 censorship. Mm-hmm. But you're saying the fact that they use all this power to make the Libra Primus instead of making a tangible piece of software themselves or education program for people and how to protect themselves. You're saying like like the Libra Primus is just kind of like a really kind of like. Okay, we get
0: it. Your cool little manifesto. How about you actually like do something practical and help me out? I, you know? Yeah, actually I couldn't have said it better than better myself. It's like, could you just make a fucking website that tells me what to do to keep safe <laughs> on the web? For God's sakes. Like you obviously know how. Nordic runes. Give me a break. Like and then it's it's a manifesto. <laughs> it's like, okay, we get what you're after. Like you already said that. It's already leaked. Everyone already knows it. You don't have to make a book about it now. Come on, just like w- adherence, man. We're all just fucking cogs.
3: Yeah. yeah. Huh.
2: Huh. You 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 rebel against society yet you participate in society. Checkmate. <laughs> Checkmate. It's like uh
0: okay. <laughs> Thanks. We follow dogma Guess so I'll that stop we existing. can be long and be right, or we follow reason so we can be long and be right. There is nothing to be right about. To be long is death. It's like okay. Should I get it? Which VPN is the best? Like, just... Yeah. You know, what... <laughs> what... How do I... How do Sir, I this myself? is a Wendy's. Sir, this is a Wendy's. Can you just order something, dude? Like... It is like, the behaviors of consumption, preservation, and adherence. All right. Do you want friggin' spicy nugs <laughs> or regular nugs? I don't know. <laughs>
2: You're not even supposed to be inside the Wendy's. We're quarantined. You can only use the drive-thru. What are you doing here? Get out. <laughs> this guy, he just keeps showing up and he only wears a hoodie and he just plugs his computer into the wall and uses
0: our Wi-Fi. He's wearing a guy fox mask, but I don't think it's a mask. It seems like it's fused <laughs> to his face. So yeah, you said it. You said it better than I said it. Art. That's that's exactly what I where I'm going with that. That, I think that's fair. I think that's fair. You know, it's like all all of this, despite, you know, it's like if any of the testimonials are to be believed from people who were involved with Cicada and are not involved with it anymore. It sounds like they were doing like cakes. Sounds great. Uh, you know, obviously it was unfinished when they shut it down. But if it's finished now, that's great. Yeah, they don't seem very successful. That's yeah, that's what I'm saying. It just Their their whole recruitment cycle did not work well. High turnover. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, high turn Well, you know, it is like this thing of, you know, they found high school students who had all this free time um to do these puzzles, but then it's like, oh, once you get out of high school, you have to live life also. You don't have just free time to sit around. So like I question, you know, obviously they made they made all these puzzles but it it seems like it probably took a good number of people like a not a tiny number of people probably a lot of time to put all this stuff together right like this doesn't seem like the work of a person to me no I don't think so I don't think it could be if it's one
2: person I will be like you know there's there's people out there there's there's savants that can sure. do it maybe maybe that's what we're dealing with here just a savant who Fucking loves puzzles. Yeah. And just loves this shit. And like can fucking eat, sleep, and breathe puzzles. (laughs) Yeah. And then eventually Um, shit puzzles too. Yeah. Shit them out. Very fibrous. Um, maybe, but I I think I agree with you and maybe we'll put that in our verdict. You know, do we think this is a group? Do we think this is one person how plausible do we think that is? But yeah, I'll tell you, I think I'm leaning with you. I think I'm leaning with you.
0: I feel like it's just a group of, uh, of like, um, of nerds basically like crypto crypt cryptography nerds uh who have done this like i kind of believe i kind of believe the testimony is warner and uh the other uh people that they've talked to post that first recruitment wave or in the second recruitment wave you know what i mean like i kind of believe their their stories like it doesn't seem i mean nothing about it has no yeah yeah yeah,
2: I think he, he has nothing to gain from lying. He's still working on the Libra Primus. It's like, yeah.
0: why the fuck would he still be sitting here working on something that he lied about? And, you his, know? and his story's not particularly interesting when you think about it. It's like, oh, we worked on this software. <laughs> no. It was kind of a burden on a lot of people, and so they stopped working on it. And then... I was left alone, but I was pretty overburdened by it. I asked them to get more people. They never said anything about it, but then they started recruiting and then they shut the whole thing down. (laughs) It's like, it's not, (laughs) it's not a particularly good story. I'm not, I mean, I'm not saying that he's got a bad story, but you know, if you're going to go public with a story, like it's not super interesting, you know, but it, yeah. I mean, mean, he's one of the few who's like, here's my name. Here's who I am.
2: Here's where I go to college. (laughs) Everyone else is like, this is my fucking online moniker. You will never know who I am.
0: Yeah, It's funny that that t- tech guy, one of the other like teenage solvers who was, uh, was friends with Warner won't even like give Rolling Stone his full, his full username. Cause he's like so paranoid and it's like, they made it seem like yeah, in the I article mean, that he you know. got more paranoid doing this thing than he was before. Like that they're watching and that people started disappearing. Yeah. Was something happening to them i'm not kind of i'm not really buying that because it it's it's just so speculative nobody's like oh yeah somebody wound up dead
2: Uh, you know i think this this was in the uh, great big story youtube series Mm -hmm. um there's one part where all the cicada solvers are talking about like knox this this van shows up at knox's house in canada and is just parked outside his house for like literally three months mm-hmm. and none of his neighbors, it's none of his neighbor's van. They all thought it was his van. Yeah. And he's like, you know, they're joking like, Oh shit, they're watching you. And it's like, maybe like, yeah, a lot of them seem to think that like, if you start searching for the right stuff, uh, you're going to end up on a watch list somewhere, mm-hmm. mostly because they just want to monitor you and see if you're someone that you can be an asset to them. You know, like right. if you get if you get high enough involved in the cryptography and steganography uh, game, you know, just like anything else, you might get hired from it. You know, if if you're like a fucking master cryptographer, yeah, of course the NSA wants you because the NSA gets to play with all the fucking like the craziest cryptography tools and craziest spy tools. I mean, they're doing shit that is like, everyone was freaking out that like the NSA could like, Uh, the fucking NSA technical director gives an interview in that four part series and it's so funny because he's like he's so um, not like pompous but he's so like uh, matter of fact like yeah like matter of fact and like kind of almost a little proud and self-centered about what the NSA is capable of yeah like at one point he's like yeah yeah you know all that when all that Snowden stuff went down it was like The things he leaked were, like, years old. We're way ahead of that. The slides that he leaked were years old. We're way ahead of that now. We can do way more. Yeah. He was, like, it's, like, dude, what the fuck? Yeah. And he's, like, saying it, like, listen, the NSA, we get the best puzzles in the world. And, like, you get to solve things that actually, like, help save lives. You get to, like, go break terrorist codes and shit and, like, do crazy frequency you know it's it's i can't even comprehend what they're doing so yeah um yeah they're doing a- regardless what i mean is they they obviously will want to hire people like marcus who are pretty obviously gifted at at this sort of stuff
0: yeah they want uh yeah i you know i could i i was kind of believing at the first part that maybe it could be like one of those government type recruitment schemes but It's just like the Navy's the Navy's uh, program got revealed, you know, and the Navy was very proud of it because obviously you don't know who's getting recruited or anything like that. But they're, you know, it's like they're proud of of being able to, like, use that as a recruitment tool. So I feel like if it was a government agency, they would be like, yeah, we did that. (laughs) That was us. Yeah. I mean, the NSA guy, that's what he said flat out. He was like, if
2: the NSA did cicada. Yeah. Officially, we would have come out and said it as a, because Cicada is very good and it's very difficult. And if we could boast about it, we would. Yeah, because you know they want to flex. Yeah,
0: yeah, and so um, I don't know. It leads it leads me yeah. to uh, it leads me more to believe that it's it's more like people who aren't affiliated. Maybe they work for government agencies and stuff, but that they're not. Yeah, they're not officially affiliated with a government or anything right um you know and i think
2: unfortunately you know you you with a lot of cicada 3301 it's like it's so like i don't know you want there to be like bigger twists and turns in it yeah like and and it's like oh who we almost found them the 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 legendary hacker known as Cicada. It's like, you know, he gives some fucking, Cicada gives some fucking interview where it's like his voice is all distorted. Hello, my lady, Cicada. <laughs> you know, like like anonymous. You want them to be like fucking right. anonymous where it's like they do, the, they do the fucking videos with a distorted voice. We're, we are anonymous. We are Legion. We are coming after you. There's none of that. It's just like, it's just a lot of puzzles. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so, a lot of the imagery with Cicada Two is so mysterious. Like it's like this, this picture of a cicada, and it's like thirty three hundred one computer hacker imagery. Like even the, the great big story stuff, they like, they use such good like videography tools, and like all these cool like hackery computer graphics.
0: But it's like at the end of the day, it's just fucking puzzles. (laughs) Yeah, they don't appear to be hackers. There's, there's, there's it's just an be, old book. Yeah, there doesn't seem to be any hacking. Like, if anything, these are maybe like literature enthusiasts or something. Even though, yeah. you know, it's kind of like maybe they are, maybe they aren't. Like, you maybe just pick an obscure book. You know what I mean? Like at random to use as a cipher. Yeah.
2: You know, and and when people talk about hacking, it's like hacking. First of all, there's so much social hacking that goes on in hacking, but like for real computer hacking. God damn, it involves, you can't just like, lo- like, like to learn how to hack things, you have to have like strong working knowledge of so many computer systems, HTML, CSS, PHH, PHP, fucking JavaScript, mm-hmm. like ec- other coding languages. You have to be so dominant in all these other languages that you can then like take them and break them. Like it's like, right. It's, it's hard to describe. It's,
0: well, you have to understand to just like yeah, you have to understand like the structure of it so that you can understand yes. what's built on top of it so that you can like yeah get at the base and then create a or like exploit a vulnerability right and and a lot of it still is very
2: socially engineered, like it is yeah. like I watched a um there there are sites that you can go to to learn how to hack. These are simple like simple hacking tutorials but it's like you you kind of like VPN into their it's it's whatever. I'm going to we already bore people too much in this episode with numbers. I'm going to bore you with how to log into some fucking hacking website. <laughs> but it's like a teaching tool like Codecademy yeah. or all these other coding sites where they teach you how to code. It teaches you how to hack and it walks you through the steps like and it gives you goals. Like it's like okay, find this password to reach this hidden archive. And a lot of it is just like you're hacking this like case study of a company's website or like a developer's website. And it's like one of the ways you get the password is by somehow finding the index list of all the web pages on this, this company's website and then going to like this like server page where Somebody stored a bunch of um, email conversations between people. Yeah, and somebody said their password. Yeah, in the email conversation, and it's like that's how you get one of the answers on the hacking site because social hacking is still like, you know, one of the it, it, like people. People are the things that right
0: are easy easier to because it's like if the real scenario that page doesn't exist, the hacking becomes way 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 more complicated. Like it's like that's complicated enough for, you know, a Chad like me because I'm not an egghead. Yes. But of course, you know, without that without that email thread, like it's that that makes it like that ramps up the difficulty a lot.
2: It's like the difference between having to like force a lock open as a thief or smooth talking your way past the sexy, uh, you know, the sexy fucking uh receptionist and you smooth talk them and then they go and they open it up for you you know what i'm saying like a little fucking frank Abignail action right yeah slip them the necklace i got this for you this was this this hey baby hey baby hey sweetie cakes <laughs> honey baby cakes
3: See, are that's you are easy you, for us? Where
0: are you? Are you at a bakery? <laughs> like, are you talking to bakers? Yeah, dude, I'm foods? at a bakery.
2: I'm hacking a bakery. I'm trying to get free croissant.
0: Yeah, I'm always hacking off in the bakery. Um, I'm hacking off at bakeries. <laughs> it gets me so excited.
2: I will say this the puzzles of cicada don't really hurt my head. Okay. Not because I'm a brainiac, because I am. <laughs> I'm a freaking genius, dude. You know that. Yeah, you're, We're both genius. Yeah, you're freaking head, dude. No, we're geniuses. We're genius Chads. We were both baby genius. We were, we're both genius baby chads. geniuses.
0: <laughs> and yeah, we're, we're baby
2: geniuses up. who turned it who morphed into Chads. Yeah.
0: So we got both best of both worlds. Like
2: we like we kind of said, the, the puzzles are beyond our scope of knowledge, right? Yeah. Like. But but once you kind of learn them, you're like, oh, that's neat. The thing that blows my mind is the scope of all this. That that one, that like like some group of people could compose these puzzles that are still baffling highly and highly intelligent people. We kind of talked about that. But two, that there's all these people, man, from all over the globe that are like interconnected through this mystery. Like some of these dudes are in Bumblefuck, Nebraska. Right. Not the shit on Bumblefuck, but like, you know, it's the middle of nowhere. You don't, and maybe I'm showing some of my big city bias here, right? Like we tend to think we're the center of the world. It's just like it blows my mind that there's like so many people who are like, yeah, I'm from like a town of like 500 people in Nebraska and uh, I helped fucking like crack this weird Internet mystery thing. And I hang out with like some dude in Canada and some dude in Germany and this girl from the Middle East who can't show her identity and stuff like that. It's like, man, that's fucking
0: wild. You know, you know. I actually think that probably small town people are more likely to be involved in something like this. Yeah, I mean, you you have a little bit of that small town knowledge. Because I'll tell you what, like, if you're predisposed to this, you're probably pretty ostracized in your community. You know what I mean? Like, if you're super... Yeah, that's true. super into, like, computers and stuff, there's probably not a ton of people who match your, you know, you have this, like, weird mix of like skill and interest and just natural talent for it. There's probably not yeah. a lot of people who have the same makeup that are near you because there's just not as many people. So, you know, you, you sort of become like a lone wolf and then you, you know, if you have the time, you can just dedicate your whole brain to that, you know, cause you're not, yeah, you know, you don't have a lot of people you can rely on otherwise. So, I think it makes sense to me. Now, there's probably a social aspect of uh, of doing this that's that's alluring to some people yeah, who yeah. are you know more rural. So I think I think it yeah. makes sense.
2: It's just wild how crazy connected we can be. I mean, we've talked about this before. Like even with like streaming and stuff, just you can watch people all over
0: the world doing stuff. You know, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, if you ever step back and just like think about everything that you're able to do uh it's it's pretty nuts really when you consider it you know it's like
2: and again that's why i think cicada's ideals maybe not their practice but their ideals are admirable mm -hmm. because you know i think like the internet especially is such a powerful and important tool in the future
0: for the spread of information yeah you know yeah, I, I do find, let me ask you this. I mean, since we're on this topic right now, uh, isn't it a little bit hypocritical of them also to say, you know, privacy is key, but also <laughs> censorship harms everybody? So it's kind of like, well, I don't know. It, I guess it's an interesting question. Can you have privacy and also not have censorship? Like, isn't privacy necessarily yeah, censorship? I mean- yeah, this is like some Buddhist shit you're dropping, dude. On me if here. they're gonna freaking um, drop this runic fucking manifesto on me, I'm gonna hit back with some philosophy, okay?
2: Oof. If you can have privacy, can you have censorship? I think it's I think it's different because I think censorship to me implies a institution of whatever it is, uh, whether it be private or public institution. Censoring what should be public information to me is censorship mm-hmm. because it's like somebody saying I'm making the rules for you. Whether, wh- whereas privacy to me feels like these are the rules I'm making for myself. Yeah. How do you, uh, this is not information that other people need to know. Like, like is censoring the fact that you have uh COVID-19 like, <laughs> That's
0: censorship. That's not privacy. Does that make sense? Right. It's it's really... It's censorship. That's also dangerous. It's censorship that I'm riddled with COVID-19 and have been for months <laughs> and can't get rid of it. Uh, <laughs> that's censorship that I don't tell anybody that. Well, here's the real question, though. I mean, that's a bad example. Who yeah. draws the line, though, between what's information that should be publicly available and what's information that should not be publicly available. Oh boy. Yeah. And how do you determine I don't which, fucking, what information oh, is what, you know, that,
2: that lies in the Bermuda triangle, Andy, with, uh, everything else. Like who built the great pyramids and the fucking, you know, all this
0: other shit, you know? Cause to me, I think that anonymity and privacy are, are important in a lot of ways. Yes. Um, yeah. And I and I'm I'm generally opposed to censorship, but it's like I kind of we both have very South Parkian views on censorship. Yeah. I I I generally, you know, especially for stuff that's intended for public consumption, I don't think it should be censored. Uh, typically, the, America especially has a very like.
2: I don't know. We have this, like, obsession with censoring um, sexuality, but we, boy, do we not give a shit about censoring violence in any way, shape, or form. Like, yeah, anything related to sexuality or uh, naughty words. And you guys, you bunkfuckers know me. I, I have a potty mouth, and I love me some naughty words. <laughs> I was very lucky to grow up in a household where swear words were not demonized. I mean, you know.
0: Anyway, um, I'm getting off track. What was I saying? You were talking about how much you love saying naughty words. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. You were saying that uh, there's a lot of, in the United States, there's a lot of censorship around uh, sexuality. Right. Public
2: consumption. Public consumption. That's what you were talking right. about. Yes. We loved to censor titties. And penises and fucking uh, big hunk and hairy bushes, <laughs> and uh, we can but we show butt cracks. Oh, butt cracks are cool.
0: <laughs> butt cracks are eh? okay. Um, so many shows in the United States feature plumbers prominently.
2: Oh, yes. with their cracks, the plumber trope. Out. You plumbers are such fucking teases. You remember Joe the plumber? Um. <laughs> kind of I, I that was like a thing right it was like somebody said that and it's like oh Joe the plumber
0: yeah I think that was what was that related to I think it was a John McCain thing when he ran for president that oh one yeah year. I think it was Uh, and then yeah it was like Sally May and and Joe the plumber pretty sure that Joe the plumber became a congressman oh well good for Joe the plumber I
2: guess what were you saying, though? <laughs> about I was just talking about his book. You were saying crack. something
0: about, like, public consumption. Um, I, well, I'm saying I'm generally in favor of not censoring uh, things intended for public consumption. Um, right. You know, I guess it's like, it's one of those things, though, it, where how do you draw, you know, how do you draw the line between what stuff that should be and shouldn't be private you know right because i because i I mean obviously we run
2: a conspiracy fucking podcast it's like we're obviously interested in what is taboo and not meant to be public knowledge what people believe is is censored knowledge in a way right this could be mr bunker's censorship time podcast (laughs) yeah
0: could be oh no joe the plumber didn't win he ran in 2012, to represent the Ohio Ninth in Congress, and he lost to Marcy Captor. Got captured, but got be guy got, got decapitated by Captor. Yeah. Hey, Mar- oh, yeah. I write political slogans. Hire me. Uh, Marcy Captor, <laughs> uh, she has been in Congress for a long time, since 1983. Oof.
2: She'll decapitate you, <laughs> decapter, decapitating the competition, mercy,
0: captor, Decapitating all of her political opponents, um, winning, when when winning elections, just like Leonardo
2: DiCaprio, merc, Mar- Di- We'll workshop it. Me and my <laughs> me and my it. interns will work. Yeah, we're working it. on it.
0: Get those interns on it. <laughs>
2: um, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. You know, public consumption. I think, but it's like you think about things like military secrets. Like, okay. Maybe it. You see why those things are privatized because they those could put soldiers in danger. Yeah, by posting the posting something about an attack that you're planning, but you know, you're gonna giving the enemy information. But,
0: but what if the attack is in violation of uh, international treaties? Exactly. We've therein we've lies the quandary. On, then, is it right for it to be a secret?
2: I don't know, Andy I don't I mean, I guess I don't think so. I'm usually on the side of the whistleblower,
0: yeah, I think more sunshine I, I is tend best. To be as well. I think more sunshine is better when it comes to the you know operation of our government, typically, yeah, especially our government
1: yeah,
2: I mean i've you know i I think what Edward snowden has to say is very interesting. A lot of the things he has to say are very, um, informative. I don't, I mean, I don't truly fully know exactly what he, I know, I know a bit about him. I've listened to some talks of him and interviews that he's given. Um, but there's still more I would need to learn. I'm sure there's conspiracies about him too, as well. Sure. Um, I know a little bit about his recruitment process and how he got recruited into the NSA, Again, much like Cicada, it's kind of like just like a, it's not really boring, but it's a little boring. <laughs> he just kind of like worked these like, just sort of worked these, he was always into computers and he worked these government jobs until eventually he got involved with the NSA. <laughs> well, you know, I think it's the The way he smuggled the information out is very interesting to me because he used a Rubik's Cube. <laughs> Did you know that? he 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 hid a very tiny thumb drive. You can pop out you can pop out a uh, the center capsule of most um, decent Rubik's Cubes, especially like uh, non-Rubik's brand Rubik's Cubes. And he hid, I think, a little... Or he just hid it inside of his Rubik's Cube. And he got it past security because the security were always like... They always knew he was the Rubik's Cube guy. So... And uh, can I just say this, though? I just have to flex for a second. Yeah. I think the Rolling Stone article says that Marcus Wanner can solve a Rubik's Cube puzzle in a minute. Yeah. Here's the thing. That sounds impressive.
0: Yeah, here we go.
2: You know, here's the thing, bunk funkers. You're listening to a guy who can solve it in 20 seconds. So, you know, versus a minute. I mean, uh, you know, listen. Hey, 3301, if you're listening. What am I trying to say? You know? (laughs) 3301, if you're listening. Listen, Marcus. Marcus has a lot on me. There's a lot of things he can do that I can't do. But hey, Rubik's
0: Cuban? Not one of them. <laughs> and we applaud you for that. I mean, do you feel like if you knew Marcus Warner that you would be friends with him? I don't know.
2: I don't really know him. Uh, I, mean, I don't. I don't know if he'd have anything in common with me at all. He was a Boy Scout. From what I've seen of the videos I've watched of him, he just seems like a dude who is into computer science um, and is into cryptography puzzles. And um, I think he's very politically active about his sector and in private. I think he's very passionate. He, He likes Cicada, he's very passionate about privacy, censorship. They show like him working at his little computer and he's got like a big sticker across his computer that says like war is big business and stuff like that, you know, and other like yeah. privacy bumper slogans. That being said, uh, you know, a lot of the times people who are into computers are also into video games. So if he's into video games, I'm sure we could find some common ground. I mean here's what he said about himself growing up. I'm likable Andy. I'm likable despite but we you said I'm likable. Okay?
0: I I I I'm, I'm I'm capable of making at least a handful of people like me. He said I missed out on a lot. I didn't get out much. That sounds like you. Yeah, he did say that. He had a very
2: uh sheltered home life. He was raised he was homeschooled in a very religious house and a lot of his life, his everything in his life was monitored by his parents, including his computer time. And he had to beg his parents and apparently work very hard to even get a laptop. And, you know, what does he do with his laptop? Uh, you know, goes and fucking solves a big secret code and gets involved in a, uh, secret society of code breakers working to develop programs at the age of 16. So <laughs> there's your parenting tip for you. Don't shelter your kids All I'm from the internet. i say
0: is that he was, he's a sheltered boy scout, uh, who, as soon as he got his own computer started going on 4chan. I mean, if this isn't your soulmate, I don't know what is. <laughs> <laughs> I
2: don't know what you're talking about, Andy. Uh, yeah, you know, I visited a few Taiwanese knitting forums myself in my day. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> who hasn't I, 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 I have no interest in a lot of tech and technology. I mean, I'm sure. I don't know. You're making me think about myself and how I could make friends with somebody. <laughs> and now I just want Personally, Marcus Wanner to I... be my friend. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Marcus, if you're listening, look him up. Uh, personally, myself, I love knitting uh, topographical replicas of Taiwan. <laughs> <laughs> um,
2: well, I don't know, Andy. Should we get to verdicts or what? Is there um, anything else you'd like to say about Cicada? I mean... There's just, there's just a lot of, I mean, it's just a lot of puzzles. Like there's not really, yeah. Even the timeline is like it all happened in a month and then they waited a year and then it was like another month. And then, I mean, this is literally cicada. Someone released a bunch of puzzles on the internet. They solved them in a month, a year went by, they did it again, a year went by, they did it again. And then no one has ever heard from them since. Yeah. And the last puzzle they released has never been solved. That's it. That's Cicada. That's yeah. the whole story. Yeah. Nobody knows who they are. Oh, here's something. On that released email that that everyone quotes about where they talk about their ideals, they mm-hmm. do make a note of how it's interesting that Cicada mentions like we're we're into like uh, we're into freedom of information, all this stuff. But then the email, the first thing the email says is private information do not share with anybody. Right. Which kind of go lends itself back to your point about are these people hypocrites? Yeah. I mean, it does come off as a little hypocritical. That being said, of course, these emails are still alleged. But um, it it does come off as a little hypocritical to be to be freedom of information but then also be like you can't work with anybody we only want the best of the best you know i don't know right yeah there's something- it's their private recruitment tool and their private puzzle so is it really they can do it how they want to do it but i think there are there's an argument to be made about how they Conduct that, you know, I don't know.
0: Yeah, I agree. I think, you know, it just comes off as a little bit hypocritical because it's like, you know. Yeah. Although, I mean, so what if they skew more toward the privacy side, you know, who knows when they say, you know, when they say that information should be free and free of censorship or whatever. It's like, who knows what they're actually thinking of when they're saying that. Yeah,
2: I think when they say that, I think they they kind of are usually referring to like government information. Like yeah. it should be free flowing. The the people should have all the necessary means to make informed decisions in their life. The, the populace should be well-informed um, and private citizens should be able to keep their privacy from their government. If they feel, even if they're not doing anything wrong.
0: Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think I agree with that. It's just like, it is a little bit, because of the way that they've set it up, their exact goals and stuff are sort of vague, right? Yeah. It's like we have those three kind of like key statements that they make that, you know, privacy is important and you have the, it's an inalienable right. But that, you know, censorship should be limited. It's like, well... What does it mean? You know, what are you what are you talking about exactly? <laughs> Cicada's 3301 yeah. is like a lot of great ideas, uh, with very poor implementation. I think that's fair. Thank you.
3: Well,
2: uh, I mean, if there's anything else you want to bring up here, Andy, otherwise I think we could get to verdicts.
0: Yeah, I think we could get to the verdicts here. I'll, I, can, um, I can throw down some verdicts for sure. Yeah, I can fucking throw it. I haven't dude. eaten for a while. I can throw down some, verdicts. Yeah.
2: If I order some verdicts for the table, will you, I mean, will you have some or will it just, just be me giving the verdicts? Well,
0: if you order the verdicts for the table, I'll probably eat most of them, to be honest with you. Because <laughs> um, that's the way I roll. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm going to eat most of that scale. Yeah, yeah. I, yeah, like most scales, I take up the majority of it. <laughs> okay, all
2: right. <laughs> You said it. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here we go. Uh, on do me. I think it's one person versus multiple people? I think okay, highly plausible. It is multiple people. Okay. I think this highly is plausible. multiple people working together.
0: Who that's, do I think? That's, that's almost case confirmed bunk funkers. That's a very almost high case plausibility.
2: You're not going to get a case. I'll tell you this right now. You're not going to get a case confirmed or a case closed out of me. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Not on this topic because there's just not a lot to go on. They're very good. Yeah. I mean, you got to give it to Cicada to to do something like this, to create a puzzle and never see it solved for years Yeah, really takes an iron discipline and an iron will because you got to think, I don't know, that would eat me inside. I'd be like, come on, get the fucking puzzle. Why don't you guys get it? Oh, you just have to fucking put that rune there. Like, oh, come on. Ooh, you dummies. Because, you know, Cicada could be monitoring everything they're doing. It's not like, you know, I don't know, not everything. But, like, if if the cicada solvers are going to make any leeway in anything they're going to publish it they're going to post about it so that people can go and confirm it right um, yeah, so it's you, almost like I don't know to me personally I, I would feel I would feel eaten up alive that nobody could solve my puzzle so I really wow. do I do my I here's your Artie tip of the hat of the night Artie's tip, tip of the hat to tip of the fedora this tip of the fedora <laughs> tip of the fedora to the to the cicada 3301 group Uh, incredible discipline there to not communicate whatsoever with anybody
0: so if you have a surprise for somebody can you keep it a surprise
2: I can but I mean it tears you up uh, inside I get really antsy if I'm like hiding from somebody and I'm like uh, trying to like you know scare them in a playful way not in a creepy way um (laughs) You ever get that? Like you get really antsy and then you kind of have to like
0: pee? No. No. You don't get that? Just me? Nah, I'm a stone cold killer. Uh... (laughs) I'm
2: a fucking trapdoor spider, dude. I live for this shit. I love hiding. (laughs) I fucking burrow underneath the carpet in my bedroom and I fucking popped out, scared the shit out of my wife. She almost had a heart attack. She had to go to the hospital. Didn't matter. I was covered in floor... I was covered in four covered in floor. staples as well. <laughs> Doesn't matter. Got all scratched up on my arm. Doesn't matter. I won. I won. I, didn't I scared her. Pranked her. She couldn't prank me. Yeah. It's called a prank war. One time my wife uh, went on a camping trip. I forgot that she went on a camping trip. I hid <laughs> inside my water heater four days straight. Scalding burns up and down my torso. Doesn't matter. Still scared the shit out of her when she went to do the laundry. Had to have all the skin from my face grafted onto my butt. (laughs) Now my face is on my ass. I'm an ass-faced man. (laughs) Yes. Eating things is very difficult now as I am now only the height of my ass.
0: (laughs) They couldn't regrow my face. So they also cut My
2: arms and shoulders are still up where they used to be. The only thing that has changed is my
0: face is now on my ass. So now, if you talk to me, you have to look at my ass the entire time you talk to me, and my mouth literally look down
2: on me. But it doesn't matter because I'm a champion. I won.
0: I have terrible breath (laughs) and a weird comb over. Now, (laughs) technically, I now only need
2: one hole to do everything, almost everything. I have a I have a cloaca now. I have a cloaca now. Doesn't matter. It was worth it.
0: Totally scared my wife. (laughs) Hold on. I got to go lay an egg.
1: (laughs) So,
2: the big question. Yeah. What is cicada? What do you think cicada is? This one might shock you. Okay. Uh, Religious cult. Mm. (laughs) Hmm. The word religious, the word religious, uh, cult, uh, God, cult is such a, it's such a difficult term because you can bend a cult to be almost anything, couldn't you? Yeah. I mean, the early, the Romans thought the early Christians were a cult. Yeah. You know, it's like anything can be a cult. Sure. Very true. Uh, religious cult I mean there's obviously a very strong dogma I'm going to go with plausible minus and a half on that I don't think they're a religious cult okay it's fair government agency plausible minus minus they're not a government agency they might have ties to the government they probably do in some ways um Are they a group, are they the cypherpunks of Berkeley, UC Berkeley? Are they the cypherpunks? Are they a branch of cypherpunks, descendants of the cypherpunks, the cypherpunks 2.0? Plausible plus plus. Wow. I think Cicada 3301 is an offshoot and or is the cypherpunks of Berkeley, UC Berkeley, I think that's where they got the name and the imagery. That's where the inspiration comes from. It's too, it's, that evidence is too coincidental to pass up. I think their ties line up together. You know, they have the same ideals. That's who I think they are. Wow. Okay. That's my verdict.
0: You heard it here first, folks. Uh, Art, go in cypherpunks. Um all right, so my turn for a verdict here uh so starting off uh let's see we started with um is it one person versus multiple people um i i i gotta I agree with you i mean i'm not gonna i'm not gonna get to case confirmed but i gotta say highly plausible to me that this is this is multiple people uh it just you know, the worldwide placement of the posters and stuff just leads me, obviously, to believe that there's more than one person yeah. involved in this, the complexity of the puzzles. Um, but there's always the possibility that this could just be one really skilled person doing this. But to me, it just seems more likely that it's probably a group of people. Um, yeah. So what is Cicada? A religious cult? Um Yeah, I kind of feel the same way that you do, Art, uh, that like cult is sort of an amorphous definition. Uh, I think they're I think they're pretty cult ish in the way that they're going about things. But yeah, I don't think that it rises to the level of like that because this is almost saying that that's the purpose of it, that it was started to be a cult. And I really don't feel that. So I'm giving that like plausible smidge. Yeah, I think that's fair. And I think, too,
2: frequently with cults, they center around uh, a highly charismatic leader who wants followers, whereas Cicada do the exact opposite, where they uh, have almost no personality. There is no leader, and they don't want followers. They want highly intelligent people only
0: (laughs) yeah the the cult and they have no real clear gain or anything like you know cults usually have some objective and their objective is is fairly amorphous too so and it's usually to take multiple wives yeah yeah that is uh, the goal of a lot of cults yeah (laughs) um so i'm just not feeling i'm gonna say plausible smidge on the cult um fair enough fair enough is it uh, some sort of government organization uh i don't necessarily feel like it is exactly you know i i'm going to give it plausible minus i think uh that's fair just a little
2: a little higher than i expected but
0: fair yeah cuz i i don't know it's like it it could be i mean there's some precedent for it but i think the depth of of what's, uh, what's, what they've gone to just, again, it goes back to the aim of it. Like, what would the government be trying to accomplish with this at this point? You know, it's it's just a weird pattern yeah. to me if this is some kind of recruitment tool. You know, right. it's, it just seems weird. But, you know, who knows? Maybe it's really like a gonzo uh, job interview or something. And <laughs> there's way more to it than... You know what I think but it seems seems less likely I guess uh, and then uh, cypherpunks um, is it an offshoot is it maybe some of those people uh, yeah I think the coincidences are there uh, that seem more than coincidental to me so I'm going to go very plausible on that wow. this is that this is either you know, a continuation of the cypherpunks work or it's uh, some kind of a, they've drawn inspiration from it. No doubt if it's not an actual continuation. Oh yeah. So I think this is like the modern version of the cypherpunks. Um, And that's really how I feel about the whole thing is that it's, it's a group of people who are dedicated to uh, something and they've made it like a really, They've got a really complicated way of getting to it, Um, but I think they're all just a bunch of like-minded, this is what I feel the most, you know, it's just a bunch of like-minded people, uh, not affiliated with anything specifically other than their own beliefs in what internet usage, I guess, should look like for regular people. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I think some very
2: fair takes from Andy and I, uh, but hey, bunk funkers, you let us know what you think. Yeah. Use the hashtag... um, uh, Broodin'... (laughs) I got brood-tude. Wait, what? Brood-tude. (laughs) Brood-tude? Brood? Brood as in a cicada brood brood as like in attitude. attitude.
0: Like you got brood dude Yeah. Okay. That works for me. <laughs> okay. brood <laughs> Were you hoping I would come up with another one? I don't
2: know. It's fine. Hey, bunk bunkers, <laughs> it's getting late for Andy and I. We're getting sleepy. Oh,
1: yeah.
2: Uh, uh, <laughs> listen, uh, use the hashtag brood Uh You can find us at Mr. Buckerpod at Twitter, uh, at Buckerpod at Instagram, you can uh, email us, Mr. at gmail.com. Find our website, Mr. Bunkers Tor browser, not needed.
1: Or <laughs> use Tor. Either
2: way. Yeah. Um, find us on Twitch at Mr. Bunkerpod and YouTube, Mr. Bunkers Conspiracy Time Podcast. Now, Andy, real quick. Yeah, yeah. As I know, this episode is getting long and it's getting late, but I challenged you. To come up with your cryptography slash hacker group name, and it needs to be much like Cicada,
0: something plus a number. Right. So I thought about this a few different ways, um, art like I like I typically do, and I started to think about you know like the reason that it's Cicada thirty three zero one is is because the Cicada is uh, this like. I guess like a private kind of insect, right? Uh, burrows in the ground. It's kind of hidden, hidden away. It only appears on prime numbered years, 13 or 17 years. Um, and you know, there's also three, three, zero, one is a, uh, 3,301 is a prime number. Uh, these people love prime numbers and it's a prime number forwards and backwards. Yeah. Yeah. True. Uh, 3,301 and 1,033 are both prime numbers. And um, so, the, you know, I started to think, well, the name kind of encapsulates a little bit of knowledge about what their philosophy is. So I started to think about it, like if I was going to have a group like this, what do I value on the Internet? I value speed <laughs> and I value uh, reliable delivery of pornography. So, um, I would be, if I had formed a group, I would be carrier pigeon, um, one, the fastest number one, (laughs) one, um, wow. And, and then I started to think about, okay, so what the, what if this is more, what if this is more cultish, huh? Like what if I, what if I need this group to represent me as a person, then what would it be? So I started to think about, you know, which kind of animals um kind of represent me. And one of the first animals that I thought of was obviously the bonobo. Um, because those animals fuck a lot, uh, just like me. (laughs) So uh very Chad, they're very Chad. Very they're they're nature's Chads. And so if I you know, thinking about me, one possibility is uh Bonobo sixty nine sixty nine. Yep. But then I also started to think of um, what other kind of animals am I like? I'm kind of like a cow. Um, I'm I'm beefy. Um, I'm constantly emitting methane gas from my mouth and my anus um, because of my diet. So I think another good option would be cow eight zero zero eight. Okay, which eight zero zero eight on a calculator, of course, spells boob. <laughs> wow! So you know, I, I yeah. If you ever, if that you ever, definitely encapsulates you. Yeah. So if you ever want to, you know, if you ever, if I ever have to form a hacktivist organization, um, you know, check out, look out for those names, because then you'll know it's me. <laughs> yeah, look online and, and if you uh,
2: yeah, if you see the name uh Cow8008, you know.
0: <laughs> if uh if a cryptic image gets posted to a 4chan board uh and it's signed by Cow8008, you'll know. <laughs>
2: If it's an image of a sexy man in a McDonald's cosplay <laughs> signed
0: cow 8008, you'll know.
1: I don't
2: get Von it. Cunkers,
0: I, you'll know. I don't get it. I put this image in the notepad and into outguess and nothing's happening. <laughs> <laughs> I think this is just really extremely amateur McDonald's themed pornography. Yeah, I guess there's no puzzle to solve here. <laughs> the real puzzle is why did he make that birdie costume look so bad? <laughs>
2: Wow Well if uh, Yeah and if you ever uh, Come across like you know uh, Some government's website And it's covered in the California raisins You'll know (laughs) Cow 8008 (laughs) Yeah, Change all the images to California raisins All you wanted to do was check the status Of your IRS tax refund (laughs) It's just a picture Of a dancing California raisin With a saxophone being
0: like, it's been totally like, fucked, bro. California Raisins singing nothing but Marvin Gaye songs.
2: <laughs> that's hacktivism, baby. <laughs> that's standing for something. Yep. That's, that's a, a clear and obvious goal. Well, Andy, I think those are great names. And we have a clear and obvious goal right now. And that is to... Uh, Go do the dishes because we just served up a big whole enchilada to I'm our bunk up. bunkers. We got to go do some dishes. We got to get out of here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. We got to get... This kitchen's a mess. I got this red sauce on the ceiling. There's red sauce, sauce on the ceiling. on the ceiling.
2: <laughs> I love that Black Keys song, Sauce <laughs> on the Ceiling. <laughs> um. Well, anyway, for uh, not... The titular Mr. Bunker, but for my, this is fitting, verboten, <laughs> <laughs> my verboten co-host, Andy Hart, wow. a.k.a. Cow008, I'm Art Stone saying that was the whole enchilada. beep boop